Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. Craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source. for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Happy New Year from the Brewing Network. It's 2007 and uh, another chance for us to corrupt families all over the world. Welcome everybody. It's the Brewcast, the Sunday show, the Sunday session, high gravity. We adopted like 50 names. Three hours of radio. Yeah. <laughs> we adopted a, a whole lot of names at the at the end of last year and we'll talk about that in, in a little while. Uh, welcome back to the studio everybody. First time, first time of the year, huh? Yeah, it's Jones and two. Hang on, Doc. Did you turn me down again? I didn't. I just rearranged all the microphones. I don't know which one's okay. yours. Doesn't sound any better. Oh, I got nothing out of you, huh? Nothing out of you. Try this other one. Ooh, that one that works. That one's work. That one work? Nope. Something works. Is that better? <laughs> you turn yourself up. I think it's just you, Doc. You have <laughs> like you're like a you're like a vampire. You don't show up on the microphone. <laughs> Radio vampire. It's really weird. I can do two microphones. Oh, that better, better, better. Yes, two. Yeah, take them both. <laughs> one of them's two working. Microphone. That one better. Yeah, yeah that, that one's, one's better. Okay. <laughs> they say that whatever you do first in, in the year is, is yeah. how things are going to go for you the rest of the year. Uh-oh. Sweet. So, uh oh. So we're not going to hear Doc the rest of the year. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Some people smile gonna, at that. Yeah. Some people are going to be stoked about yeah. that. Yeah. Full year of technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. All right. Like so, last uh, year. <laughs> everybody's in the studio. We got JP hanging out with us today. That's thanks, true. Thanks, thanks JP. Of course, hey, Doctor Scott, and uh, a special guest, a special surprise for us: uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who uh, I'll drink. 
drink anything that he brews. He's the only guy who can turn every style of beer into a beer that's hoppy enough for me. Uh, Mr. Mike McDolis is going to hang out with us today and just drink some beer and uh, and, and have a little fun. So Thanks, w- Justin. Welcome. Thank We're, you. Any, any nice products? to be here. I'm glad that you're here, uh, mostly because you brought that, that keg with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that never hurts. <laughs> at, at least tell me what I'm drinking, though. It's an English pill, yeah. Okay. It's really fantastic. Uh, yeah. Mike uh, brews some really clean beers, and I know you've heard us talk about him before, at least uh, that uh, he's kind of a, a good guy to give advice and, uh, and well, just a generally good guy to hang out with. So uh, we're happy to have him, and, and we're going to drink his beer throughout the show. Great. Glad to be here. Among a lot of other beers, because today is kind of an official tasting show of ours. Now, we do have a, a very special guest coming through, and uh, that's actually uh, Jim Cook from Sam Adams. Uh, and uh, we have a recorded interview with him that we're going to play in the middle of the show. And I, I had a great time interviewing Jim. He's a, he's a really good guy. And sometimes you, you get a little intimidated when you think about these big guys. I mean, Sam Adams, is it's the largest craft brewer in the country, mm. and you'll hear him talk about that a little bit. But I'll tell you what, he hangs out as if he was the smallest home brewer in the country. Yeah, he was he's a, a he's, he's a nice guy. He, he loves beer, and he and you can tell in, in kind of everything he says. So it was really a, a lot of fun to interview him, and, and we're going to play that for you today. And, and I think you're going to like it. Um, so that's going to come up uh, right around the six o'clock hour. We're going to do that, and then we got a a little treat for you guys as that's happening too. And uh, not too big a deal, but uh, I'll let you know about that. It's a fun thing that we've always wanted to do and never really got to. So we'll tell about that so jim cooks uh, is is essentially our, our guest today um there's a lot of other things that i have to get to and i just don't know where to begin because i got a whole list of stuff we got to cover uh they say that the new year you know i think a lot of people they try to you, you try to get organized and you try to get rid of of things that you've been lingering around for a long time it's uh Basically, it's a fresh start. And for us here at the BN, we're, we're trying to do the fresh start thing, too. So what we've done is we cleaned house, which meant that we uh, we have all these home brews that have been sent in to us over the few months that every time we have a packed show, you know, the doc that goes on for four and a half hours, yeah. <laughs> and we can't figure out where to plug in the tasting because they would never fit, and these things kind of get backlogged. So... But you know they didn't fall into that black hole either. They're, they are no. still around, and people think that people think that I either chug them or I threw them out, or and, and I don't. I take good care of them, and I and I place them in their appropriate uh, shelves, and then they stay there because we never get a yeah, chance to. Sorry, don't drink that. That's a listener's beer. Exactly. Take something else. Absolutely right. I have them all clearly labeled. So what we're going to do is we're clearing our inventory today, but we're going to do it in a fun way. Uh, a lot of you send in your beers, you know, for an evaluation, and and that's what we're going to do. So after the Jim Cook interview uh, in the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to pull out all those listener beers, and we're going through every one of them. Nice. Every one of them. Uh-oh. Now, here, here's a, there's a little catch to that. Not everybody labeled their beers properly. <laughs> oh, and, and as Daniela was kind of organizing and making sure, you know, that, that we, we get to tasting all of them today, she's like, well, you know, what do we do with the ones that aren't labeled? I said, we evaluate them. I don't. I, maybe you're not getting. If you don't know it was yours, and, and we don't know it was yours, I still think it's valuable that we taste a homebrew and we say what is and isn't wrong with it. So sure. you personally, who sent that beer into us and didn't label it properly, you may not get the the, the most value out of you sending us <laughs> the beer. But at least everybody will still get to uh, benefit from us criticizing even a beer that we have no idea what it is. Right. If there's several of them that don't have a label on them, yeah, uh, you just figure that yours was the one we liked. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. That's a great. Yeah. 
great advice, advice, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> that way nobody gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Yeah. It's actually not too many. I think we have three without a label. Okay. So that narrows it down a little bit. Yeah. But and we have a total of, I would guess, 20. <laughs> wow. Uh, 20 different ones? Or you mean 20 different styles? No. Okay. 20 different no, beers? We have, the, we have different styles. We have, um, we have a blonde. We have a bitter. We have a stout. We have a... And we have... Most we have is IPAs. A lot actually. of IPAs. A lot of IPAs. Oh surprisingly. Which those bad boys out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I'll tell you what we're going to do is we're going to go through all of those and we're going to give all the feedback that we've meant to give the whole time. And then we're going to have a nice clean slate. And if you want to send in homebrew to us, uh, we certainly encourage that. I do need to say that you need to label each bottle individually, much like you're sending it to a competition. And a lot of people, they'll send like a nice letter along and, and tell us the process. And, and we like that too. But you need to label each bottle individually because it goes into a chest freezer that uh, you know has several other homebrews next to it. And when we pull them out to do our tasting, we need to see it right on the bottle. So please do send us your beer. We want to help you out uh, and, and label it, and that will help us out. And that is basically our cleaning house. So uh, on top of, of getting rid of all our beers, I have a few questions that have been in our inbox. And some sometimes people will send us random questions, and they say they'll, – they'll title it, say, for example, a question for a future show. And we may never get to that topic, so it, it they sit in my inbox waiting for the appropriate topic. Well, we're clearing the inbox, and I just have a few of those, and we're going to talk about those after the break, too. And uh, everyone will get their questions cool. answered. Well, let's dive into your box. Yes, we're clearing my box. Yeah. Uh, so as as long as you all know, uh, do send us your questions, and uh, and we'll always get to them. Uh, sometimes it just takes us a year. <laughs> you know, or so. so it won't take two years. We're going to do it now. Yeah, yeah, so that it doesn't drag well, on for another year. It's because uh, I think you lost that cottage cheese in the back <laughs> after everything else. Yeah, it's true. All right, so that's pretty much your outline of today's show. Uh, I guess the one thing I didn't mention is that uh, our first tastings that are going to also be after the break are uh, beers that Daniela imported directly. She became the Brewing Network in- importer. The mule. <laughs> the mule. <Yeah. laughs> and, uh, and brought us some fresh German beer. Yes. And what we're going to do is uh, is taste that against German beers that we found at uh, local stores. Uh-huh. Because we always talk about how the beer changes when it's imported and after yeah. sitting in a, in a warehouse or wherever it's been. Well, we're going to do direct comparison here. Now, the only catch to that is we couldn't get uh, some of the exact same beers. So in some cases, we just had to buy the same style, and, and it was from Germany. It was imported. And we're just going to have to do our best to compare the fresh ones with the ones off the shelf, right. even though they're not identical beers. But in one case, we got the exact same beer, so I can't wait to try that in the comparison, actually. Okay. Very cool. So uh, that's what we're doing, too. And uh, Daniela will be telling you more about that, uh, of course, when we get to uh, Daniela's world. So from now on, we just have Daniela fly over there, get us beer, and fly (laughs) back. Yes, I'm down. (laughs) It's a pretty good deal. Well, but what I what I was really surprised to notice that you can bring as many beers as you want over the border. I didn't pay any taxes. I didn't claim it at customs. They didn't say anything. Yeah. There's only a limit apparently on wine and spirits, not on beer though. Yeah. And I talked to one guy and he told me, "You bring as many beers as you can carry, girl." Sweet. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's a good man. <laughs> it's a very good man. It's hard to find a good man. It is. A good man's hard to find. So JP tells me all there, the time. There's about 12 of them. It's hard right to find a good woman that will pack your beer for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
All right. Uh, okay, let's get to some announcements, and then we can get on with the show. I want to mention our Linda Stark fundraiser and give you folks an update. You all did uh, just an um, amazing job with our Linda Stark fundraiser. And uh, what have we? We've raised over $6,000 for Linda. Is wow. that right, Daniela? That is correct. Um, according to the tally today at 12 o'clock noon, we had, including the money from the sponsors, HCA Industries, More Beer, uh, and the 21st Amendment, yeah. we have uh, $6,065. Wow. That's excellent. Okay. And you guys have just done such an awesome job. It's been amazing. I'm really proud to be able to uh, call the folks who are handling the donations for Linda and talk to them about how supportive you've all been. That is actually, uh, I'm really looking forward to that and I kind of get all gushy when I have to do it. So that's, that's awesome. And I want, I want you all to, in fact, I think we're going to do it for you right now before I move on. We're going to toast you folks at home. Grab right. yourselves a homebrew. Uh, you, I hopefully you already have one next to you because you deserve a, a good and warm hearted and genuine and you kicked ass, uh, toast to all those listeners out there. So tip your homebrews back and, and cheers folks because, cheers. uh, it was really just an, an amazing thing. Poor Justin over there has nobody to, to clink yeah. his glass to. Clink myself. We're all clinking over here, and he's all over there. <laughs> yeah. That is a good job, guys. <laughs> well, I'm uh, overwhelmed, actually. I That's don't. Amazing. I can't find any words for how the listeners came through in that matter. And it's been so important on us, and it's been such an important cause. And just looking at the numbers all the time, I mean, we, we definitely looked at the numbers every day. It was just unbelievable to see the number rising. And it's really it's, great. I don't now, know. now, one of our listeners... Uh, Offered to get a Brewing Network tattoo if yeah. we what was it if we reached a certain number? Uh, he said, um, "Well, he said we, he would do it if we reached a certain number during the second live show when we tried to raise funds. Oh, um, I but see. Uh, we did not reach that number quite at that show. I but see. we have the number now, so he's going to get it." No, no. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. The only, the only. He just had a question about the logo. Oh, really? Yes. So he's actually going to get the Brewing Network he's, logo tattooed. He has talked to his uh, tattoo artist already, uh-huh. and the artist has approved the. You know, he has given him a drawing of the of the logo, <laughs> and he's really? going to get it. Now he just has a couple of la- last questions to us, and then he's going to do it. Like which butt cheek oh. to put it on? Yeah. <laughs> I like. Well, Justin, match him tattoo for tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that, but to me, if I were to tattoo arc if, if i did it personally it's like when you tattoo your girlfriend or your wife it means she's leaving you it's a jinx <laughs> it, it, as soon as you get the tattoo and i feel like the bn will go out of business the day that i put that tattoo on my body uh, but it doesn't count if it's a listener if it's a listener it's actually a good omen and i can't believe that someone is going to tattoo our uh, it's a, i mean let's face it it's a kick-ass logo yeah <laughs> but you know he's a kick-ass dude we've met him at the uh, yeah. in denver and Henning he's is a, a Henning it's just fantastic. And wow. I can totally see the logo actually tattooed on him. Where's he going to get it, did he say? I think I think he mentioned his arm, but I'm not quite sure anymore. See, that's I'll what I thought, him. too. I thought he forehead. said he's going to put it right somewhere where he's, he doesn't even have to hide it. It's, yeah. it's like right yeah, there. How about on his forehead? See, these are things that I can't wait to tell Linda, too, that people have gone so nuts for this that uh, JP and I went pink, which now seems like even gayer than it was in the first place. Now that this dude's getting a tattoo, I feel like I felt we were bringing it strong at the time. And by the way, I'm still 
pink. Uh, <laughs> uh, now I feel like a big pussy. Yeah, for I, th- <laughs> I, I think I, I, I want to go just kill someone for it. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? If we reach uh, $7,000, JP will kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Random. Yeah. Brandon. I will crawl Brandon. inside their dead corpse. <laughs> for okay. Linda. I think well, you're, uh, you, you won't even make the first homicide in Oakland, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, was it the seventh today? Yes. Yeah. Really? One a day. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, we aren't doing any more on-air uh, fundraisers. We we did it for two weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, you know we don't want to beat you to death with this. We we want to say that you did awesome. But uh, Jamil, uh, you know, wanted his show incorporated too, and, and he it, this is something that's dear to him as well. So let me just briefly mention, and I put it in our forum a while back too. So I'll just kind of recap. Anybody who donates ten dollars or, or more, but it just a, it's a minimum of ten dollars. Uh, between now and, and we're going to close it at uh, Friday at midnight. If you donate uh, $10, uh, we're going to do a drawing. And actually, Jamil's going to draw the name on his show next Monday. So not tomorrow, but but the following Monday. He'll draw a name, and whatever name gets drawn, he's going to send you a six-pack of Jamil's award-winning beer. Nice. And we've all talked about getting to drink that on here and, and made a lot of people jealous. So this is our chance to send it off to you. So Jamil's going to do that. That's a nice raffle. It is a yeah. good raffle, and and it just it's ten bucks, and it's been going on for a while. So everybody who's done ten bucks, I think I did the post uh, over a week ago. You're all in it already, and between now and Friday, ten bucks or more, you'll be in it too. Now, uh, if you want an extra bonus, Jamil has said that, uh, and, and and this he posted in the forum as well. Fifty dollar donations or more, he'll come out and brew with you, or invite you to his house to brew at his place. Now, he did tell me today that he's not going to guarantee, excuse me, like travel time. He's not going to go out to buy the ticket, you know, tomorrow and fly all over the world for this brew session. He can't afford to, you know, to do that. But if we do draw a name, you know, from somewhere else, then the deal is uh, if he's ever there, he will make a point to come out to your place and brew with you. Uh, Vice versa, if you're ever here, he will invite you to his his home brewery, and you can brew with Jamil Zainashev uh, for $50 or more. We'll put you in that drawing, too. Uh, I, I kind of read a caveat on there that uh, you have to pay for his decontamination unit to come with him. Exactly. So you the get in team. there. Yeah, the yeah. whole team. Exactly. you got to pay for the, uh, the antibacterial tunnel. Yeah. That he has like to. E.T. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like the brewer in a bubble. <laughs> and uh, you have to pay for that bubble to follow him. So that's the deal with that, okay? And then we're going to close things off on Friday and, and, and just get down to business with that. But then feel free to donate. Uh, our button's really easy to use, and, and you can label your donation. So if at, at any time uh, from here until eternity, if you would like to donate to Linda, just mark your donation, Linda, and every time we get them, we'll, we'll send a check off to Linda ourselves. And that way you can use your credit card and just hit our donate button right there on the Brewing Network homepage. Now, last thing about that is that you've all asked me to keep you updated about what's happening with her. And I did get an email uh, this, this I think I at the end of last week, and I posted it in our forum. Some of you don't use it, so I'll just read it real quick here. And this is from Linda's uh, sister, Carla Stark. Uh, I think it's her sister, actually. It could be her mother, I suppose. Um, but Carla Stark sent this out, and it's just a little update about what's happening with Linda, okay? Uh, it says, Linda and her sister, Joyce, returned from Germany December 15th, uh, where she had received her second dendritic cell treatment. The second trip seemed a bit easier, probably because they were there several days less. Uh, the treatment was a repeat of the first. The only difficult session um, was, I guess she has to go into a heat chamber. Uh, and she had observed a few new aches and pains while there in Germany. So some of the treatments are tough. She, you know, she's really kind of 
None of this stuff's easy. Um, it says she was home for one week uh, during which she had a follow-up appointment at her oncologist. And the PET scan actually showed the spread of her cancer to some of her soft tissue in her torso. Now, that progression, it says, is disappointing, but she's grateful that it's not showing up in any vital organs yet. And if any of you have ever been through this, that actually is a really... Uh, it's kind of, you start to reach a point of no return when it gets into your organs. Um, and so they, they are positive that it hasn't reached that yet. It, it's just in some of her soft tissue, which they're obviously concerned about. But uh, that's, So that's the update there. Uh, Linda continued with her holiday plans and went to her favorite place, which is Cozumel uh, down in Mexico. Uh, she went there with her friends Joyce and Bill, uh, or her sister Joyce and Bill. And the weather said was great. Uh, she returned with a nice tan. Um, they looked for additional health care options while they were down there, uh, thanks to the marvels of the Internet, it says. And now she's home again, where uh, they're exploring those new alternatives in greater depth. It's still several weeks away, I guess, before her next scheduled trip to Germany for another treatment. She wants us to know one of the latest meaningful philosophical quotes that was sent to her from her sister, Carol, was by Albert Einstein. And the quote goes, there are only two ways to live your life. One is, is, is as though nothing is a miracle, and the other is as though everything is a miracle. And it says, I'd say that Linda sees the miracle in life itself and will embrace all that, uh, embrace all that comes. Uh, they say, thank you for your continued well wishes, positive thoughts and reflections, and just plain good energy where Linda is concerned. Peace and love from Carla Stark. So that's your update uh, about Linda there. And, and as we get them, we'll keep them coming to you. All right? Okay. Let me cover just another couple of things. People have asked me, about whether or not we were changing the Sunday show name because we did the whole competition at the end of last year where everybody uh, put in their names. Now, I will say I never actually committed to to changing the name officially, and now we're looking into doing that actually because if I would have said we're definitely going to change the name and you guys sent in a bunch of shit, then I would have been stuck with changing to a shit name. <laughs> like lunch meat or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. The truth is you actually sent in some great names. Uh, yeah, there were some good ones. I saw that. There were some really good ones. Uh, did part you ever of, read of the good ones? I did. I read all of the... Fu- <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Doc doesn't remember any of the last two shows. No. <laughs> and the last month, I think, yeah. in general. Yeah. I did read, and there were several good ones. Uh, part of my reluctance to change the name originally is that I wanted to keep Brewcast in the into the Sunday show name because it, it, it had always been there. Now I'm not so sure that's necessary. Uh, I kind of feel like Brewcast is a little dirty now. It's, yeah. it's been dirty. It's tainted. It's got but, HIV. Yeah. Where it's does the rigged. Sunday show it's include Brewcast? Uh, well, I've always said it's the Sunday Live Brewcast <laughs> or the Sunday Live Show or the Sunday Brewcast. I've just always... But I kind of wanted to int- it, make it solid and, and, and make that part of the name. Yeah, but now I'm, I'm not so sure. And <laughs> it's soiled. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, er, like everyone's using Brewcast now to describe, you know, their stuff. Them. And yeah. uh, and that's you know, I understand. Like uh, imitation is the best form of flattery and all that, and that's cool. I sort of feel like we're being followed by the special bus or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that kind of. Im- but you know. It's well, we could be the originals, and then fine. we could go back to the new originals. Yeah, they, were, so they quit, but so <laughs> we could go back to just the originals. But you know what the heck? <laughs> well, hell, I like that. 
I'm going to find that clip from Spinal Tap <laughs> yeah. and play that yeah. next week in terms of the. Anyway, so I don't know what's happening with with the show name. I am I'm really leaning toward um, the Sunday session. That was our favorite of of all the names that we got through. And, it's and simple to the point. Yeah, and it really is what we do here. We have ourselves a session every Sunday, and part of it is a drinking session, and uh, the other part of it is uh, a learning session. And either yes. way, it's a session. So we may do that. Uh, look for a possible name change in the coming weeks uh, in respect to the contest that we did because I really do want to reward you guys for sending in so many cool names it seems yeah. like you really you put some you put a lot of thought into it yes and I'd like so. to adopt an official name and, and we've always kind of been up in the air we cha- even when I post it on the main page I, I change the damn thing every week yeah so, uh, it'd be good to have an official name hey bub uh, I see you calling in you there buddy oh I don't have you should we get the timer <laughs> yeah. so it's a learning session. Are you learning not to drink so much? Yeah. Is it, are you there, buddy? You're learning not to take Bub's phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of short, must help plug in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> you followed by the special. The bus. screen is black. <laughs> okay. uh, Whoa! All right, Captain Breeze, a lot. Yeah. What can we do for you? Yeah. Oh, I was just calling the. You know, you got to have a Bub call, and I figured you'd start the timer, and then I'd say something stupid by the end, and, start and then you and cut him off. Happy. The timer has been started. J- JP bought the. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shut up. JP went and bought the shittiest timer he could find. You didn't win the tick. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't tick. It hardly rings it when like your time penguin. is up. It's kind of like Bub. Doesn't really do a whole lot. You're ruining my bit. Wow. I know. Well, you know what? Hey, you had plenty of time to go get another one. Make the ticking sound yourself. I think I used up all my creative uh, stuff earlier in the week. I got nothing. Wait, just like this show, pretty much. <laughs> There's your ring. Yeah. What a g- that. I'm going to send that to one of the other brewcasts. I think you should. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> the thing is, it doesn't even... All right. It's not even as good as talking to your dog. <laughs> All right, Bubba. Is that... You're just a worthless phone call? Yeah, I'm just a worthless phone call. All right. Thank you, sir. You have a great day. You too. Take care, man. Bye. All right. So that's the deal with uh, the name change. Don't know what's happening. Sign up for our newsletter. Uh, it just went out this week, and it goes out the first week of every month. It tells you what's happening. I gave you some secrets about the new year. So uh, just hit the newsletter button on our main page. And the last, I want to do a plug, uh, and that is that I encourage you to um, check out uh, Andy Kilroy's uh, hit comedy strip, uh, Where Drunk Meets Genius. And he does our wallpaper comic in our newsletter every month. Uh, did a great job this month. It's it's damn funny, if I don't say so myself. And it's WDMG.org. So www.wdmg.org, where drunk meets genius, and uh, he does—he's a funny guy and does some funny comic strips. And I want—I haven't mentioned him in a few weeks, even though he does this comic for us every month. And I wanted to make sure I got that out there. So check it out. All right, where am I, Doc? So many things happening. So many things. You know, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> Doc doesn't oh know. Oh, oh, there you go. That's what I miss. Can you play this on your banjo, Doc? Say yes. You've been working. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Doc has a handler tonight, and his name is Mike. (laughs) I'm his producer. (laughs) So I sit in between us. Yeah. So I'll come over there. God, come over there. Our first feedback of the day is uh, addressed to Daniela and Justin. So I just thought about the donations that were made in the first round. I'm very impressed with the rapid and generous response to the cause, even more so on the last show. I hope that it was a great help for her. 
And he says, while I wasn't anywhere near the $100 that were being thrown out, I hope my little bit was able to help in some small way. If you could keep us all updated on our situation in the forums, that'd be great. Congrats on another great year. I can't wait till next year to see what comes next. Keep up the good work. Uh, so I, I just the reason I wanted to read that is because I, I'd like you all to know that um, while the large donations were really amazing, I'll tell you, it was the small donations that really added up. So I don't want anybody feeling bad about only being able to send in $5 or $2 or anything else. Because I'll tell you what, if I could hand over a spreadsheet to you, you'd realize that it was all of the small contributions that really, really, really added up. So nobody, please feel no remorse for not throwing out $100 bills. Anything that you put through helped a ton, and we're going to we're gonna let Linda know that too. All right, next one. And this was a question that I got a while ago. About a, about a possible show topic. It was a whole email about liking the show. And then it says, okay, now my question, uh, are you going to get a homebrew soda maker in any time? I'd love to hear that. And if I knew it was coming, would love to call in and ask some questions too. There are a pile of us homebrewers that have kids, some of us wives that don't drink beer. And there might even be a few of us that would like to drink something other than beer now and then. And then he coughs and says, sorry, I almost choked on that last line. But still, there probably are some people out there. A conversation with a real homebrewer soda maker uh, would be awesome. Uh, and he says that he's done a couple root beers, and one came out pretty bad. and <laughs> did a ginger ale that came out pretty bad, and he gave up after that. Oh, I usually don't try to um, carbonate them naturally. Then you're starting to add in... Um Contamination stuff. I've had yeah. some really bad root beers that are just contaminated. Well, it you know. ferments yeah. too, and, it's, and it ferments. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. yeasty, and it's not. You good. want to have a CO2 system. CO2 system. system yeah. You got to uh, force carbonate. And exactly. a couple of things you, you you really want to do is who are you targeting this to? Are you targeting this to adults or kids? Kids like it sweeter. Use sugar. Uh, adults don't like it as sweet. You can use honey or less sugar, and okay. it, it really appeals to them. And you're uh, the, you're the blender, so you can. Make some for adults, some for kids. Right, and you, and you can blend whatever you want. And then for CO2, you don't get the yeast in because And you, you're, you're drinking a, a, a you know root beer with a, a slug of yeast, and it's just not going to taste very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, just the other night, my son was talking about uh, the root beer at B3. We used to go in there, and, yeah. and usually once in a while, someone would have a, a keg of uh, root beer in there, and he would go pour a tap on that. He still talks about how that was the best root beer ever. And I'm sure as a dentist, you loved him drinking it, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what the heck? It was good. I mean, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a root, root beer extract that they have. Gnome was our favorite. And then um, two pounds of cane sugar and three pounds of honey. Put it in a keg with some hot water and fill it up with cold water and, you know, stir everything up and carbonate it. It's really simple. Yeah. And it comes out very, very good. If you're trying to go from scratch, or a lot of guys try to go from scratch with all the all the little ingredients and the, the roots and yeah, everything good else. Good luck with that. That's tough. I've never done it. It's not the, I, don't, I wouldn't suggest trying it that way to start. No. But uh, if you're really getting into it, yeah, you probably end up doing it that way. Okay. Uh, but I main thing is don't try to do uh, natural carbonation with the yeast and everything. Just I've, I've not had a good one. No. Okay. Well, here, I guess... It, what I want to know for this gentleman too to answer is: Is there enough here to do a whole show on soda making? Should we? Uh, can I say yes? We're going to book that, or is it probably not a whole show? What do you guys think about that? I could be part of a show. Yeah, bring a guest. I, I don't think it. it'd be a whole show, but I don't know who who makes you know their own handcrafted root beers. And there are car- this competition Thomas for Camper all that maybe too. Or something, but so if you want to get into a whole another area of competition there's competitions for that too all right well with all that it sounds to me like we could do a show on it i mean we'll obviously do our 
no. normal dicking around. But okay, then well, yeah, we I could spend an alcoholic root beer sometime. An alcohol <laughs> oh, alcoholic root beer. I yeah. had one. A customer that sounds nasty. One. It was it was disgusting. Yeah, Just well, Captain Morgan's. That's the best way. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You want an alcoholic root beer? Oh, yeah, and by Captain the way, and Coke. If you're, if you're if you don't have a CO2 system. And you want to convince your wife you need one? Tell yeah. her you can make your own soda. There you go. That's you a, actually a that's great... That's a closer. But I can bond with the kids, sweetheart. Yeah. They can, can have make... their own tap. Yeah. 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 And their you need your own faucet and your own yeah, line and your system. own keg okay. for that stuff. Because uh, you can't get the soda out of the O-rings and, and the, a kegerator and the beer line stuff. And your own kegerator for that. Right, right. Okay. Well, it sounds to me like we probably could do an hour discussion on it, which is usually about all we do. Uh, yeah. uh, two hours sometimes. Uh, so <laughs> I'll try to book <laughs> that and... And I guess we'll call it the the sober show or some no 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 the sugar we show. won't be drinking it <laughs> we'll be talking about just it. talking about it. Okay. okay so when you drink the soda pop <laughs> <laughs> all right so for the kiss right that's what we'll do then we we will get a uh, somebody who maybe does the competition scene with the the beers and stuff too and uh, and and the soda and we'll do a soda show all right. That is your uh, feedback for the week. And finally, everybody's favorite segment of the week. It's time for Daniela's World, Vigorously. It's good to be back, isn't it? It is. Uh, yeah, I, I never went anywhere. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean on the air. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's okay to be in the U.S. <laughs> Germany was pretty nice. Yeah, I bet. Did you forget how to get back there then or something? What? JP, can you mute him? <laughs> sure. Thank you. <laughs> well, I brought you today the beers we talked about earlier, and I want to give a little feedback or information about the beers, about the history of the breweries, and what those beers are all about before Perfect. we get into tasting them. How, how Which do you we'll find be doing all these beers just after the break. Is there uh, a specialty shop? No, there. Those are really just basic German brews that you can find at any gas station. <laughs> <laughs> You just called us douchebags here in the United States by saying that you can get all that world-class beer at the gas station. Well, maybe you're not going to like it. So not all gas stations. <laughs> That's right. No, those were just uh, very basic ones. I was actually trying to find some Belgian beers while I was in Munich, and I did not find them. So uh, in terms of like getting other specialties, uh, Munich is a little weak, but uh, the lagers and uh, vice beers you can get just anywhere, even at the gas station. So the first one I brought is from a brewery called Kloster Andex, and it's a Doppelbock Dunkel. Uh, you guys just brewed a Doppelbock too, right? We did. How did yeah. that turn out anyways? Well, we should try some at the break. Yeah, I had uh, JP put it on CO2 because I ran out, and it should be pour ready. And I had some just the other day. It's uh, You're totally right, Doc. It's getting better with age. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Not that it started bad, but... Uh, no, it just it, it changes a lot. It's, yeah. it's so high alcohol, and it's... Uh, yeah. A lot of Maltese going on there. Yes. So, yeah, we'll try it at the break, and we'll, we'll talk about it. It better be good. I didn't spend 12 hours brewing with you for nothing. <laughs> right. Not just brewing, dog. Okay. I was there. <laughs> anyway, so the first brewery, it's called Kloster Andex. It's a little uh, monastery in the south of Bavaria. And the monster have been brewing uh, since 1455. In 1974, the religious order decided to entirely, entirely rebuild the brewery to meet the demand and to sustain jobs as well as build new jobs. Ever since the monastery has been brewing on state-of-the-art equipment with a great focus on environmentally friendly brewing and has earned the German environment certifications. The 
brewery Andex has always subscribed to high quality beer rather than huge outputs. It brews according to the Bavarian purity law from 1516. All ingredients are, str- uh, ingredients are strictly from Bavaria, e.g. the grain for the production up to the five different malts per beer. So they put five different malts per beer in there. They're all from Bavaria. The hops is from Hallertau and so on. Wow. Yeah. The, before the beer is even sold, it passes around 50 quality control stages. Five zero, that is. Isn't so does that, that mean that there's like 50, 50 monks drinking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's like 50 German dudes in Lederhosen. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the same monk 50 times? Is that what it is? Well, it's a lucky monk. It's, it's actually really funny because everybody who, uh, like every quality control stage, so everybody who does it has to put a signature on the on this sheet, you ah. know, with the quality control. Can you imagine how the signature changes of yeah. the course on one day? You yeah. Know, like, like every single beer you taste, you need to sign for it. Oh, right. Yeah. I'd like to see that. What a job, though! How do you, I want to know how you get to be the lucky monk that uh, <laughs> McDowell likes the to call him. Monk. Yeah. Sounds so, lucky monk to me. Sounds like the monk who stumbled upon the brothel instead of the monastery. <laughs> but I guess it could be the guy. That's who was a really 50. lucky monk. <laughs> the the monastery has a small output, 115,000 hectoliter per year. Ten percent of this is just being sold directly at the monastery. And we went there actually. Do you remember when we were yeah. in Germany? That's it, where I had the pig's ankle or something. Yeah, the pig's foot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good Pig, pig's, pig's foot. foot. <laughs> Never forget that. Oh, it, it was good. it was more than just an ankle though. It was like a or than a foot though. It was half a, a whole, calf. It yeah. was a it was a some sort of a limb, a cankle. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's I mean, good though, isn't it? You stupid <laughs> Americans don't eat anything. Yeah, only Americans <laughs> eat so far. Yeah. It was a, a bad <laughs> now that you mentioned it, JP. It was a pig cankle. Yeah, cankle. I like how uh, the monks have a Brooklyn accent right now. <laughs> Those stupid Americans. Yeah. They'll drink anything. <laughs> All monks come from Brookline. <laughs> hey, Danny. The uh, brewery Andex brews a Dunkel, a Mountain Bock, a Specialty Helles, uh, and a Weiss beer. So they don't brew too many different styles. Um, the one that I brought, as I said, is the Andex Doppelbock. It's brewed with dark Bavarian malt using the triple decoction method. The alcohol content of this beer is around 7%, which is not too high for a Doppelbock, is it? No. It's, it's like moderate. Range, it's yeah. in a lower, lower end. And the Stammwürze is 18.5%. Now, this Stammwürze is something I've... Um, you read it in Germany all the time. Whenever a beer is being classified, you read of the Stammwürze. And it only says Stammwürze, 18.5%. Now, if you translate it literally, it would mean original word. That's what Stammwürze means as a word. How they describe it is, the Stammwürze is the amount of sugar, protein, vitamins, aromas in the word that was released out of the malt through water. In fermentation, the Stammwürze results in one-third alcohol, one-third CO2, and one-third residuals. Stammwürze and alcohol content are closely attached. The Stammwürze is approximately three times higher than the alcohol content. Have you heard of that, Doc? Uh, it sounds like there's just another way of, of doing original gravity. That's what I thought, too, until she explains that it has to do with all the other uh, sort of uh, vitamins and things in there, too. Well, Did you read that again? What vitamins? There's no vitamins. Well, <laughs> you well, crazy? Yeah, read it once more, would you? Okay, so how they describe it. The Stammwürze is the amount of sugar, protein, vitamins, aromas in the word that was released out of the malt through water. In fermentation, the Stammwürze results in one-third alcohol, one-third CO2, and one-third just residual stuff. Unfermentable. I know the word vitamins was in there, but, I mean, they don't put, like, a Flintstone in each bottle. Wait, so I got every proteins. Every, so I guess you're right. It is just another way of saying... It's uh, like a Play-Doh or but something. It, it, yeah, it sounds like Play-Doh. It's like a yeah. 1082. Yeah. I just like finally that? want to know what that is because every German beer description you read, they always talk about the Stammwürze, every single one, and I need to know what that is finally. Yeah. 
So anyways, I know who we, we don't need, want we, you to know. We need to talk clearly. to Dan Gordon about that. <laughs> yeah, we That's do. a good idea. Yeah. Yes. Call him. knows. Call in. You know? I want to call Dan. I'll call Dan at the break. All I'll right. see if I can. Yeah, get him. call him. He knows. He's I'm sure he does. Thing. I think it. Is, I think it's just some. I think they made it up. Yeah. Well, just it to, sounds like just they made it up be, with us. No, it sounds like they made it up before they actually knew stuff. Like, yeah. And they just exactly. held on to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. How, do you, how do you explain why you have this growth on your, your side of your head? It's like, well, you know, the gods don't like me. Yeah, yeah. Right? So uh, they have to figure out a way. If I put this much stuff in there, I'm going to have... Stuff. Th- That's stuff. German for stuff. I'm going to have um, this much alcohol in there. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, it's, I think it's pseudoscience, and it's to make us feel stupid. Maybe it is. As if we need any help. Uh, I just right. lost something in the translation. <laughs> well, I really translated carefully this time. So I tried to make sure that we don't lose anything in translation, and that's what it says. Yeah. Every well, time you talk, I lose something in translation. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I got a caller. Well, let me take it real quick. Uh, Brian, you're on the line. What's happening? Uh, let's take a break, guys. Uh, some of us need more drinks, and hey, some of us H2. need to get the can. <laughs> H2. Can we take a break here? Come on. What are you, my new producer? Yeah, some of your new producer. He's bringing he, it weak. Yeah. He we doesn't want to lose break. anything, any content. Uh, he has to go to the bathroom really bad. So yeah. he calls up to say, hey, take yeah, a break. I love that. The listeners are like, all right, let's just tell them what to do. If they're not going to do it, fuck it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Thank you for the call. And let's let Danielle at least get through our segment. You can't yeah. cut off uh, Daniela's World of Vigorosa. So rude. And then we'll do a break. All right, maybe speed it up. Speed it up. Okay, the next beer I brought, I can't wait to try, actually. It's Hucker Pshaw. You all know the brewery by the name. The beer is called Anno 1417. It's a Naturtrubes, Naturtrubes Keller beer, which is a basement beer, basically, in a literal translation, which means that this is an unfiltered lager. Okay. So all kinds of craziness is going to be in that beer. Um, what I want to say about this beer is that uh, in Germany, they say this beer is extremely healthy because all the, um, you know, proteins and the vitamins, again, yeah, from the, the yeast. The Schlitzengrube. <laughs> in the beer, yeah. so actually you drink a healthy beer. Nothing cures disease like a good schnitzengruben. No, it's true. <laughs> 14's my limit, though. Uh, Keller beer, I don't know if you guys are even familiar with that style of the Keller beers. Uh, it's a very traditional way of drinking beer. That's how you use in Germany back in the day. You used to just get it out of your basement. It just was uh-huh. sitting there for a while, and then you just would drink it okay. before filtration uh, became public. And when what it was that, 1900-something, 1800-something, okay. uh, sure. I believe. So that was that. The fourth, uh, third beer I brought is the König Ludwig Dunkel by the König Ludwig Schlossbrauerei Kaltenberg. Oh, I love Damn. that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> this brewery is a royal one, actually. It goes back to the Wittelsbacher family, whose Duke Wilhelm IV was uh, responsible for the introduction of the Bavarian purity law. Uh-huh. So this brewery has always been in royal possession. Uh, in our days, uh, it's Prince Luitpold, who is like the great, 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 great grandson of mm-hmm. those guys. Mm-hmm. And he still brews in two different facilities in Germany. There's a segment about him in one of Charlie Papazian's book, Microbrewed Adventures, and how he is it is still royalty and it's owned by him. But the guy hangs out like a home brewer. Like Charlie goes in there and, he, and, and he's just – now he's just passionate about beer. And, yeah. he's, and here he is, this this noble character. Brewing this, with the king. And this royalty. And he, and he wears – you know, just – he's like – Got a T-shirt on. He's just hanging out and, and cheering to beers with everybody. So that's kind of a cool. Thing. I just kind of got it in my head. He looks like that Burger King dude. 
yeah. Isn't it a running around brewing beer? If I were royalty, that's what I would do. I not facial expression yeah. change or anything? Yeah. Not, <laughs> not saying anything, just creeping up on you in the morning yeah. holding a beer out? Yeah. you got to imagine Prince Leutpold's life. He brews beer all day. He yeah. has his own castle, and he drives race cars, and then he goes sailing, and yeah. I think he flies planes, too. And that's don't forget what he about his bitches. Uh, no bitches. Yeah. Uh, oh, they say bitches. that he is not interested in those. Oh, is that if right? If you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> so he's wow. on JP's side of the We court. should interview him for lunch. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, Germany's had its fair share of uh, of gay kings and, and, and princes. True. You know, what is that about? Absolutely. It's in I the know. water. I guess when they're bored, that's the what water. I do. Okay. <laughs> Same as around here. I'm bored. I think <laughs> I will. I was a man now. <laughs> I'm bo- I think I'll roughly sodomize Gehring over there. <laughs> now, the interesting story about this brewery is uh, they really want to be on the Oktoberfest so bad. They've tried to get on the Oktoberfest for like 50 or 60 years, but they just wouldn't, uh, the um, officials wouldn't allow them because you've got to be a Munich brewery. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, the castle is uh, located 20, 20 miles outside of Munich. In Just what they call the Castro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Castro of Germany. Just gas everyone. They'll let them in. <laughs> what does that mean? The, uh, we talk about this style of Dunkel beer later on because a Dunkel, uh, as we say in Bavaria, substitutes one good schnitzel meal. Because uh-huh. it's such a rich uh, beer. It's so, you know, while drinking it, you feel like you're actually eating. It's so full-bodied. It's okay. very nice. You'll see. I'm going to have that for lunch tomorrow. The fourth and last beer I brought is actually not from Bavaria. It's from East Germany, and it's a Köstritzer Schwarz beer. Mm-hmm. You've had Schwarz beer before. Yeah. Uh, you like Schwarz beer, I know. And this Köstritzer, in Germany, they say it's the best Schwarz beer. That's the one you the got. Country. That's exactly, isn't it? Yes. We have yeah. that here today. Yes. Yeah. She's uh, got privileged. See, now you're real happy you showed up. <laughs> I'm huh, right. up. <laughs> So uh, what's nice about this brewery and uh, what I like about it, the brewery, of course, uh, it, uh, has been around for for like four or five hundred years almost, I think. Uh, so it was in Germany when there was communism. And the brewery itself was in the communist part of Germany, and it was actually one of the only uh, companies there in East Germany that was allowed to export their produce because mm. it was so good. So they have the oldest Schwartz. <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. It just sounds nasty. <laughs> I just thought it sounded nasty. <laughs> I see a Schwartz is older than mine. Uh, the brewery now, <laughs> I- in our days, is 100% the daughter of Bitburger, which I'm sure you guys know. 100% uh, daughter of Bitburger? Yeah. What does that mean? 100% uh, you know, owned by. Owned oh, by. Okay, okay. That's what we say in business. Oh. You say it's, it's the daughter. daughter. Yeah. And then I think I'm you, in business. I think I've never heard daughter before. I thought you usually say it's the sister. No. It's the daughter? Yeah. I never heard It's that. one level below, you know. I like that you're like, that's what we say <laughs> in business. <laughs> in business. Oh. Yeah. All right. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go back to Stupidville. <laughs> So that's a nice story because it survived the communism. It's now one of the biggest brands in Germany. It's the, uh, probably the yeah the most successful Schwarz beer in Germany, mm-hmm. and it also designs its own glassware too, like a, a specific glass for Schwarz beer, mm-hmm. which I didn't bring unfortunately. So it's uh. not only the oldest; it's the biggest Schwarz. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. We'll just drink it out of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, I can't wait to taste with you guys. Me neither, and that's what we're going to do right when we come back. Yes. Go fill up I your beer to be and, and have yourself a pee, because we got yeah. another uh, long-tasting segment in front of us. Mike McDowell's hanging out, and we're damn happy about it. Plus, i got Jim Cook, a uh, little interview coming up for you later. Hang in there. It's the uh, Brewcast. You're listening to the Brewcasters.
Leader Brewcast on the Brewing Network. All right, I hope that uh, gave you all enough time to get yourself a beer and have yourself a pee. Yeah, Brian. At the break there, I played uh, good L.A. band called Buck, Buck, Fast. Buck Fast. That's right, Buck Fast. That was their song, California. You go to, like, uh, myspace.com slash buckfast. Find them there. Just do a Google for Buckfast, and you'll find them. It's a good band. Uh, friends of mine from a long time ago. I haven't seen them in a while, and came out with a new CD. I thought I'd give them some play because it's, it's good stuff. I'm going to play another tune of theirs later in the show. And then I got new music from the Pillbilly Knights, who are the uh, the, the makers of our of our favorite DUI song. Ooh. And they've actually redone it on their new album, so I'm really? going to play that for you. Plus another really funny song that's bound to become a BN classic from them, too. Going to have to hang out to the end of the show for that. Okay. We're about to get into our tastings here of Daniela's beer. Uh, before I do that, I just want to reveal our little uh, surprise that we got for you a little bit later on, which is uh, when we go to the Jim Cook interview, which is about a 45 or 50-minute interview. Um, you know, something that we never get to do, the rest of us brewcasters here in the studio, is hang out in the chat room with you guys during the Sunday show. I mean, we hear all the stories about how cool it is in there and how, like, half of the show actually occurs in the in the chat room, or at least all the, all the, all the good parts of the show. Well, that's actually. what Daniela says anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, here's what we're going to do. Uh, when we go to Jim Cook, and, 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 and we're playing that for you, uh, Doc, myself, JP, Daniela, we're all going to be in the chat room with you guys, just kind of hanging out. Oh, so cool. It's really a, a treat for us because uh, the rest of us have never gotten to do that during the show. So yeah. instead of just going on... Off somewhere and drinking until we pass out. We're going to stay here and drink until we pass out and 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 talk with you folks in the chat. Well, isn't that going to upset the balance of the universe? Isn't something going to time Cross, space like explode or something? Total yeah. protonic. We can't reversal. be in two places at once. It's true. If it starts to happen, we'll have to commit to bailing out and, and pressing okay. the eject button. Uh, <laughs> push the push eject, eject button. Push the eject yeah. button. If, yeah, you yeah. if anybody freaks out, they should let us know. <laughs> that's, that's right. So we know what to do. <laughs> Michael, talk you down. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right, so that's the deal on that. You're going to want to hang out because pretty much when we're done with this segment, uh, we'll take another break, let you uh, get, regain your composure, and come back and listen <laughs> to Jim Cook from uh, Boston Beer Company talk to you about uh, that whole deal, and we'll be hanging out with you in the chat room. All right, Daniela, uh, what are we going to start with? Uh, which which beer? And, and by the way, if you're just tuning in, what we're doing here is we're taking a hand-delivered, fresh uh, imported beer, and imported by our own distributor, Daniela, and uh, uh, we're, we're going to take that and, and compare it to off-the-shelf imported beer that we found here because we often talk about the problems that happen with beer in transit, and we're going to see what we pick up. So what are we going to start with? Um, I don't know. I told you the styles we have. They're all lagers. Um, um, we have a Dunkel, we have a Doppelbock, a Dunkel Doppelbock, we have this Keller beer, which is the unfiltered lager, and um, we have the Schwarz beer. So what do you think, which order would be the best? We Keller have the beer. Schwarz beer. Yeah. We have the Schwarz beer in direct comparison with the Amer- uh, with the one that I bought here at Okay, Bettens. cool. Let's do that one first. The, yeah, the I think Schwarz the Keller beer, beer would, be, would be better, would it? You don't think it's going to mess up our palate, having the Schwanz first? Well, what I want to yeah. we, we have that one, we have lager. the... Uh, one delivered and one we bought here. Yeah. And that it could be a slight difference and I kinda wanna hit that first. Let's do I it. I understand. Okay. We'll Let's we'll take that. Doc's advice and start right with the 
Schwartz. Schwartz beer. Yeah, which I've not brewed yet, you know, because it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a good beer, and I don't want to fuck that up. No. Uh, you're doing, but you're I, doing it justice by not even <laughs> touching that. Yeah, I yeah. think that that's true. The best thing that I could do for my favorite beers <laughs> is never touch them, yeah. other than to drink other people's versions yeah. of them. Until I got an email from somebody. It was the most ridiculous email I've ever gotten. Uh, the person said, you know, now that you're getting all this good information and, and, and I can tell you're becoming a better brewer, what are we going to do when you don't have the stupid questions anymore? <laughs> I was like, they don't know you very well. Yeah, you obviously have not learned a thing. I, w- <laughs> I, 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 haven't, I haven't learned anything. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm brewing the same beer today as I, as I did a year ago. <laughs> Just beer that I like and my roommate likes, and that's good enough for us. I like your beer, too. <laughs> Thank you. It's fantastic. All right. All right so, so what um, did you pour first? The German fresh one, right? I won't tell you. Okay. It's going to be a blind. Uh, fair enough. I'm giving it a smell. And, so uh, uh, we're now tasting the Köstritzer Schwarz beer, it's called, uh, from this uh, East German brewery, as I said. Okay. Schwarz beer, uh, the, the style itself, Dr. Scott, is Schwarz beer because they do something to the mold, right? Or they do something to the mold before they brew the beer. Right. Well, it's just part of the part of the malt bill that they use to get it dark. Uh, they use dark grains. Dark to, grains, right? They use okay. dark grains and a, a certain percentage to get it uh, that color. It's it's dark. It's like a almost. It's a little bit ambery, but it, it's 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 almost it's a clear uh, beer, but it's so it, dark. It's clear and it's dark. You can see some amber highlights around it. It's not quite as opaque as a stout. You, you want to hear you want to hear a controversy I heard about how the color of a Schwartz beer should be? Sure. So I was having Dan Gordon's Schwartz beer, and they don't call it that. Call it their. I forget what they call Dark it. Dark lager. Or they don't call any of their, like, they don't call their Kulsh a Kulsh either. They call it their summer beer. And right. they're just uh, trying to stay true to tradition. And anyway, uh, we were talking about the color of it and uh, mentioning how it wasn't black. And he said, uh, Dan said that uh, uh, no beer should be black. Uh, no Schwartz beer should be black. That it actually should be a very, very dark brown. Mm-hmm. But it, but if it's true to style, it should not be black. And then I was speaking to somebody else and... Uh, I don't want to say it was Jamil because I'm often wrong about that. I always think it was Jamil that told me this, but it was somebody who who brews to style very often, and they actually said, "No, that's a bunch of crap. Uh, Schwartz beer should be black." So I don't know which is true. I'm just giving you the controversy <laughs> and saying that uh, the Dan said the Schwartz beer should not, if true to style, be black. It should be a very dark brown. Yeah. What do you think about that, McDowell? Well, I don't know. I mean, black is probably not an attainable. You know, goal. I mean, very dark, of course. Yeah. But I think, like, even this beer, if it were cloudy, like, had some sort of haze, you know, yeah. it hadn't settled so well, it would be essentially looking black. It's More, right. yeah, you opaque. You would be able to see through it like this. And but, yeah, this is yeah, not black. No, 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 no. But if it were cloudy in any way, it would look it black. It would, okay. And just for your information, where the the name of the beer comes from, Schwarz is the color black in German. That's a literal translation of yeah. the word. So yeah, it, it, which it's is called I, black beer. And, yeah. uh, like, I always believe it must have some reason why they, back in the day, called it a Schwarz beer because it was just so super dark and probably very close to Schwarz. See, if anybody but the Dan had said that to me, I'd say you're you're an idiot. <laughs> but, it was the, but it was the oh, Dan. No. And I was oh, like, I, I oh. I agree when Dan talks. I, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not going to argue with this man. So, I don't know. And anyway, I'm just putting it out there so that you all can be your own judge. So, are we trying to guess about if this was the imported one or the American Well, I think one? maybe not until we try the other one. Right. So, oh, okay. so what do you think of the beer anyways? Oh, yeah, let's, I only right. smelled it. You didn't taste it yet? No. The alcohol content of this beer is 4.8%. 
so it's very moderate. Mm-hmm. It has a good grain nose. I it's gra- very grainy. Yeah. That's that's the main thing I'm getting. As, course, a, as a Schwartz beer should be. Yeah, and it's got a good grain flavor, of course. It shows up in, after tasting. My nose is all jacked. I can't really smell a whole lot, but I can tell you it, what's imported and what's not. It's, it has a very raisiny yeah. extract okay, quality to it. And, and I'll bet you this is sitting on... Well, this is, I was going to say, this is probably the import. I mean, not the import, the, the one that's been well, sitting on the shelf. Well, they're both imported, yeah. Because yeah. I, I can taste, so smell some oxidized. Yeah. 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 Not bad. No. It's, and, no, it's and still what, drinkable. I'd still have a pint, that's for sure. What is the specific flavor that you're getting that you're saying oxidized, or aroma? Is uh, that a cardboard thing? Yeah, it's or? a cardboard, kind of a musty kind of smell. Yeah. Okay. And and that is what you're interpreting as uh, oxidized. Yeah, the, the two things I get out of this is what Mike was saying. It's a grainy smell, and the other smell is, is I just get a little bit oxidized, kind of cardboardy, kind of. Yep. And, and I get a little of that, too. A little... Um, uh, like a bit, like a basement, kind of basementy, kind yeah, of yeah, dusty, musty, dusty, musty. Dusty, yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Let like me do this while these guys are like tasting crypt. and and still kind of picking out the flavors. Like a crypt. I want you guys to go to a website and I want you to print out uh, what is known as the flavor wheel. And a lot of you might know about it already. Uh, I actually found out about it from one of our listeners' posts. Bug Eater posted it in our forum, and and it's been around for quite a while. Go to weekendbrewer.com. Slash beer flavor wheel dot htm. Okay, weekendbrewer.com. And you could probably just go to weekendbrewer.com and, and click around. You'll find what's called the flavor wheel and you can print it out. And it's a really cool thing because all of these uh, flavors that we're going to mention about all these beers, they're on the flavor wheel and they tell you, uh, where it's coming from. Um, so when Doc mentions, you know, kind of a cardboardy uh, oxidation, you can look on the flavor wheel and, and find out what's, what's making that happen. And, and in this case, it would be oxygen and it also could be, uh, light struck, although they are in, uh, they're all in very, uh, Brown bottles. So. Yeah, the light truck would come across more as a sulfury, okay. which is on the on the wheel. Just on too. the wheel, also. So do that. It actually is going to help you for the entire show if you print out the flavor wheel at weekendbrewer.com, and uh, and you'll be able to follow along with everything we do. Okay. Any other notes on this one before we oh. taste the other version of it, which is um, the exact same beer, just uh, one is imported directly and one's from Bevmo. It's sweet. Um, not not too bad, but as JP put out, it's kind of raisiny. Yeah. Uh, good body mouthfeel to it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's not watery, but it's not chewy either. It's 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 kind of like a black pilsner almost. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, a little roasty, a little yeah. smoky, mm-hmm. which is good. I think I like that. I think it's a, it's an overall good flavor, and I would say that even if that is the import, um, it hasn't been too badly abused. You know, it's no, got, I mean, it, considering I mean, definitely a, yeah. ha, it has that oxidation that we were talking about, but not too poorly abused. No. All right, so now we're actually pouring the other version. It's the exact same beer, like I said. It smells uh, way different, though. One's from here and one's imported. And everyone's going to get a chance. Oh, it does smell very different, this one. Mm-hmm. A little yeasty, maybe, but that could be my nose, but uh, um, Why, clean. You, like you clean typically it. have yeast in your nose? Yeah, I snort. <laughs> dry snort yeast. dry yeast. Yeah. It's cheap. It's a cheap yeah. high. Yeah, it'll mess you up, boy. <laughs> so Doc and Mike are, are giving themselves a sniff now, and, and uh, do you guys notice a difference in aroma? I don't oh, get the wow. quite the grainy smell that I did before. At all. In fact, I, I'm not getting gone. that at all. Okay, so no it's greeniness. All, it's all gone. Oh, 
I'll be honest. I've, I got like HIV or something right now. I pneumonia. I don't know what I got. I, my nostrils aren't doing too great, so no. I, I can't. The big aroma. I, I can tell that there's that it's a different aroma, but I can't tell you why. Yeah. I think you just <laughs> gave. I think you just gave Danielle a heart attack there. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, I've I have got, HIV. Uh, I have the HIV. Oh yeah, I didn't tell you guys that. Yeah, my bad. It's wow. cleaner and actually get a little hint of DMS in it too. Do you? Well, I, I can't. I can't. It's get just that. barely. The flavor is amazing. So what? Night and day. Just, just barely the smell. Just of that because it, it. The only reason I'm getting that is because everything else just went away. Yeah. Uh, the cardboard thing went away. The graininess went away. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to pull anything out of it. Well, Doc's on steroids. He took a nose sniffer thing. So I think this cheating. one goes. Um, <laughs> To so much smoother down your yeah. palate. It's just yeah. it almost it doesn't seem like to be a different beer. It's still the same beer, but it's just more complete than the yeah. first one we Very tried. Tasty. Well, I think like JP said, it's it's definitely cleaner. I get that too. And you're right, it's smooth, and that kind of goes hand in hand with clean. Yeah. Well, I think that's why you know. Uh, also, the heat is, is I think what we were experiencing with the one that we got right. from Bevmo because that uh, raisiny kind of thing, and that'll kind of jump out and and almost like. Like breaks, you know, on your tongue, just kind of like stop the flow, and it kind of is rigid now, and weird. And but this is what just do you smooth mean by goes, heat? You mean that's what like you mean stored, storage? Okay. That's you store what caused those flavors. It just exactly. basically okay. ages yeah. the beer a lot faster when it's when it's hot. Okay, okay. So we're thinking warm warehouse for the other one. McDowell, sure. what do you think about this one? Well, this beer really tastes good. It's got a little bit more sweetness in the first beer. And yeah. It, and actually, yeah. And it's yeah. at the front end, you know? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't taste as roasty as the other one. No. And no. in a Schwartz beer, you're supposed to not get roasty. Okay. Which is a tough That's thing true. on a Schwartz beer. you got to get it dark without getting it roasty. Yeah. Well, it's kind of uh, kind of tough. Sure. Because all your dark grains are kind of roasty. They've been roasted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's, it's kind of a hard balance to get it just, just that far. You guys are right on. The second one is the one I brought over directly. Good job. Just right. bought it and brought it over. Okay. Um, one of our beer. listeners raised the question and said, could it be that uh, they brew a different recipe here in the States? Could it be that it was actually not uh, exported from Germany, but he brewed here in the U.S. Yes. under a different pr- uh, recipe? I like, think not. You, Probably not, no, this okay. brand, but not this brand. Mm-hmm. It says product of Germany. You know, the uh, color, the foam, they're all exactly the same. Yeah, everything's the same. And yeah, it, it would cost them too much money to, to give us... The, know, the yeah. labels are different. different, though. Are they? Uh, yeah, they are. So, well, one's a in German bit. and one's in English. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> I just figured they had typesetting issues. She tried me, to find the English ones there, but they wouldn't let Well, I, I still want to recommend this beer to everybody who is looking for a good example for a Schwarz beer. I find oh, yeah. it amazing. I Even think it's the a fantastic beer. I've had on the shelf are... are Great, because you can't find a lot of Schwartz beers mm-hmm, yeah. anywhere, and this is one you can kind of find around. And and we didn't have terrible things to say about it, but it is. Gr- and this is why we we set up this segment. It was great to see that there really is a true difference. I like that mm-hmm. Mike McDowell mentioned the the sweetness in this one because that really does come through, and it makes me think that a subtle sweetness, uh, sweetness, sweetness, it maybe is one of the first things to go. Because it turns into those other things. Yeah, maybe yeah. in the handling is where it gets lost. Actually, know, like I, I another got, fermentation picks up or something. I got a little yeah, more sweetness yeah. in the first one, which was kind of masking everything else. Where oh. This one seems a lot more balanced. That is, yeah, that's good. I, I, it's I a different kind of sweetness. This one's got a, a one kind of sweetness, but it's not that raisiny thing that, no, that we had no, at the, front of the no. first sweetness. one. Yeah. Well, anything mellow, I think, is the first to go. You know, anything subtle or soft is um, the first to is, be is overtaken. It's yeah. the first to be yeah, shut down. The okay. second one's definitely more balanced. Okay. It's not too much of this, too much of that, and it, it all kind of... It's a good beer. And as, yeah. way. as Daniela said, yeah. the second one is our freshly delivered one. So, uh-huh. all right, so uh, the myth is true in that example, and we're going to try some other ones. Let me take a phone call real quick. Uh, caller, you're on the air. What's happening? Hello? Hey, how you doing, my friend? 
Good. I just had a quick question about a, a fermentation issue that I have going on. Okay, we can do that. Yes. I brewed some beer last night. Uh, came out with the original gravity of 1072. Uh, made a yeast slurry or whatever it's called. I just I had uh, California ale yeast. Boiled up some wort, put it in, let it cool. Pitched the yeast, put an airlock on it in the growler, let it sit for you know a good six seven hours. Brewed my beer. Uh, pitched it in, and then. Um, like when I put the airlock on, it kind of glug glugged a few times. Uh huh. And I thought it was fermenting right away, and I had it out in the garage. I didn't because I've heard in the past to like try to start on the cool side and let it work its way up. Okay. Um, I'm calling from Indiana, and it's a little cold here right now. <laughs> I know Justin's sorry to hear about that that we have all the snow and everything. Yeah, that sucks. That it's warmer there and everything, but <laughs> um. So yeah, anyways, I was letting it work up. I kind of let it sit in the garage for maybe two hours, then brought it into the foyer, and it was a little bit warm there. Got up this morning early. I had, like, dreams about my beer, and it went in. And, yeah. Uh, usually it gets going right away, and it, it wasn't, so what? Um, I was a little worried. I brought it inside into the pantry, and it's kind of like, basically it's been 24 hours since I pitched the yeast, and I have no... Ah, uh, don't, that's nothing. Know. What was your what, what is the temperature in your foyer? Um, I would say it's, it's definitely less than ale temperature, but maybe, I would say maybe like 5 or 6 degrees less than ale temperature. So what do you know? Like, it's, it's like 55 or like it's... low 60s? Or what? Um, I would say like maybe 62, 61, 62, and right now it's it's uh, like 65 where I have it. Okay. Dude, I'll... I'll so it's in, it's in a little closet, and I put a light, a lamp, and like plugged it in and kind of made a little incubator out of it. All right. I would just... Uh, uh, you know, rock it, kind of get all the yeast back up on the, you know, into solution because it's most likely so you think a lot of yeast. No, not even. Just shake it. Just shake it a little, bit. a little bit. Just jostle it a little bit. Rock it, and then uh, and then let it warm up. Just let it. Uh, you know, don't worry about it. Twenty four hours, you're fine. What uh, do you think? Okay, man? I was just a little worried about because usually, like when I pitch my yeast, it gets kicking pretty quick. And well, on uh, one size beer, you got a pretty big starting gravity here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like 10 pounds of malt extract, like 4 pounds of gravity. I did like a right. little mini mash. Right, but you, you said I'm sorry, but you said your starting gravity was like 1072 or something like that? Yeah, 1072 yeah. is what I got. Right. and um, That's going to well, take a little longer. Yeah, how big a mm-hmm. pitch did you, how is your starter? How, how big was um, your It was just a little, like, you know, the standard vial, like I think it's 35 mil of uh, calcium. And yeah. I made a starter. In a growler. How like big is a starter? Like size. in a pint starter or a quart starter? No, no, was, I did it in a growler. Growler, a half gallon starter? It, it, yeah. But you only did it for six hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, yeah, yeah you, I don't so. know. I was, maybe oh, yeah. I was getting a little in a hurry, No, six hours is great. It's better than nothing. That's cool. how he says, like, when he reads about something and he just wants to, like, you're just like, oh, I want to go brew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you just want to <laughs> definitely. I'm with you. There. And go you just want to try it. I'll tell you what. I can answer this, which is gonna like, right. hey, what a way to start the year. I can answer a friggin' question. But the reason, yeah, dude, is, I love your guys' show. By the way, thanks, it's so brother. Awesome. Hey, I Great. appreciate that, man. And I'm gonna tell you, there's only one reason I can answer this, and that's because I'm like you, and I freak out about this shit, and I start calling everybody and wondering why my <laughs> stuff's not like started fermenting. He does. Um, <laughs> but here's the, and I, I'm glad that, that McDole brought up butter brought up the gravity too first of all with a six hour starter that was cool to do and what you did was it was like help to wake up the yeast but it didn't reproduce any so it was still the same amount of cells as as you started with in that vial uh, but you, okay. you 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 had it in six hours in the thing i'm i'm kind of curious about what temperature your starter was at because i wonder if your wort having been out in the garage there was cold and you put like a warm starter well, no, what there. i did was I, I mashed on my stove and then brought it out to the garage on like a cajun burner and then boiled it and had a nice boil you know a kind of folds into itself when you have a nice boil. Yeah, so it was warm. 
you know. Oh, and, was, and what temperature was your what temperature was your wort when you pitched it? Um, it, I knew about seventy five when I pitched it. Okay, so that's not cold either. So really, all that's happening it, it's really just that you got a big beer, and twenty four hours is nothing anyway. Even if you had, I'll tell you what, I'd say the same thing. If you only had a, a, a ten forty beer, I'd still say that uh-huh. twenty four hours is no big deal. But on a ten seventy beer, man, you're fine. That stuff's just it's you know what it's doing. It's it's like starting to build up its cell walls and it's reproducing a little bit, and it's just not uh, it's not doing its. Uh, yep. Mike McDill's telling me that it's having sex with itself. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, well, I just saw him put one finger into a hole. I didn't know what yeah. that meant. Is well, that what I can interpret that, and it okay. means uh, the yeast is right now. They're in there having themselves a little triple X party. Well, and uh, you know what? If in another twenty four, like Jason said, um, go ahead and give it a, a stir. Don't don't oxygenate. Oh, no, I'd oxygenate it. Like, you no, can. No, it's not going to hurt. Just kind of like swish it around a little bit. Oh, Doc's saying go ahead and no, oxygenate. It, I oxygenate up to the point where I see um, see fermentation starting. Okay, there you go. Well, well, I was listening to the archives and it was talking about like how Doc, like when he pulls teeth out, like if he goes to work at seven or seven thirty, depending on the time, and not to oxygenate basically like after a certain time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Doc like, figures yeah, out when to oxygenate by his root canals. Up on the archives, but yeah, yeah, too much out there. If I I'll pitch at 4 o'clock. I'll oxygenate then. Before I go to bed at 11, I'll oxygenate again. If I get up in the morning, it's not bubbling. You do it again. I'll do it one more time. And by the time I get home at noon to check on it again, it's going. So as long as you keep going, uh, you can oxygenate uh, till it starts to ferment and then stop. Yeah. First, uh, especially with a big beer. Especially with a big beer like that. Up to 24 hours, it's okay. Yeah. Definitely, when it's when it's ready to drink, if it ever starts fermenting, I'm definitely going to send some into you guys. Well, it, yeah. it could be fermenting now too. Because keep in mind what it does. It, it like Justin was was saying, it, it it goes through two stages of respiration. So it's building its cell walls. It's it's breathing. It's uptaking all that oxygen. So just because you don't see something happening, doesn't mean that it's not actually happening. It might just be on such a minute scale yeah. that it's not visible yet. Daniel, so they're having a, they're having a frat party at a minute scale, right? Exactly. Now. Yeah, so you don't they don't put off CO two when they're reproducing like that. So they're and yeah. Because they're, they're doing the aerobic thing, not the anaerobic thing. Uh, also, because yeah, I have one of those uh, like little S curve like bubblers. Right. And you know how like it, um, it, it it'll go to the left. It's like CO two is coming out. It's like way to the right. Well, make sure that right. um, that your uh, your plug in the top of there is sealed too. Maybe put some sanitizer right, on it and seal it. I've had that happen uh-huh. where I didn't have the conical all the way sealing it. It's not bubbling. So uh-huh. I cranked it down and. It, it was all good after that. Daniela, did you have a question? No, I don't have a question. I have a statement. Uh, uh, yeah. The chat room's <laughs> feedback is that uh, six hours is not long enough for the starter. That's probably why he's having a delay well, for now. A, for in a, the a big beer like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, he, but he did better than just pitching the, the oh, vial. Yeah. So yeah, better right. than nothing. The vial Mike, well, the some weekend. of the guys in the chat room go and say it, it takes two to three days for if the starter. Is uh, That's my question, actually. Then uh, is two or two to three days a reasonable right. number? And totally. Yeah. They're right if you're looking for some reproduction and to actually be pitching more yeast cells than you would with by just throwing a vial in. They're uh, they're absolutely correct. But uh, uh, six hour starter, uh, like like we said, it'll serve to help wake it up from sure, that yeah. from being yeah. in. It's in, it's kind of in a dormant state in that vial. And for him to throw it in some wort for six hours, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And he, he's going to get a, it's going to start to do its thing, uh, uh, you know, a little sooner. They got they got to make enough guys to kind of mow through all that. But, sugar. But 
But it's a reasonable recommendation to say to have it longer than six yes. hours oh, yeah. because oh, it doesn't yeah. help yeah. a lot. Uh, now, if this guy yeah, was I remember uh, listening to one of your archives and saying, like, you know, do it a couple days before, so every time you see it, it just, it just reminds you you have to brew, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but me and this guy, well, we I don't got time, time for that shit. That. I just so, got excited, you know? I was like, oh, I, gotta, I just got to brew. I, I, that's I, right. I relate to that, too. So, but and they're also, right. And also, as a feedback from a chat room, they say um, anything under 36 hours, don't sweat it. It should still be fine. There okay, so I still have a pretty good, like, time... Time oh yeah, it's a good man. Oh yeah, if it was a ten. 48, 10, 50 beer, it would have been bubbling by now. Yeah. But anytime you got anything over a 10, 60, uh, you got to pitch more yeast if you, and it, it can come up fast, but you got to pitch a big pitch into it. And to do that, you're going to need to replicate. To replicate, you're going to need several days to do it. Yeah. But so, what you did was fine. So here's what you did. Okay. Aerate it. Uh, sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex for a little while. Uh, <laughs> if, if in another, you know, 24 hours or so, you don't, you don't see anything happening, send Dr. Scott an email. He's probably going to tell you to, well, to do something. I have, I have a picture, I have a little vial of California fo- Cal 5. Yeah. White lab. Should I maybe make a starter with that now? Yeah. Uh, Dude, don't worry about it. Just just shake it up and and let it warm up a little bit and and just chill out. It'll be cool. It'll go to sleep if it's around uh, 63. So you got to kind of watch that. And it's not the the temperature in the room. It's the temperature of the beer. And actually, it'll heat itself up as it's fermenting. Yeah, because the the byproducts heat. Right. So I would keep it where you got it. But don't let it get too hot. Be careful with that light. Yeah, I was going to say watch that because uh, it's not. It's not directly. I have I have a, uh, a sheet wrapped around it. You know, I have the light pointing in the other direction. Do you got a thermometer that you can kind of put next to it? I or have something? like three different thermometers. Yeah, I'm just, just trying to see which put one them all right there. Just don't let yeah. it get up into the. Yeah, put an alarm on that thing too. But <laughs> you're fine. Don't 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 sweat, don't sweat don't it. Sweat just it. don't let it get too hot with uh, the closet and the light thing. It can easily okay. go up to seventy five, and you know. Is you gonna have a different beer that way? Do you maybe think I should get like I have one of those liquid crystal ones? Uh, you think I should maybe get that up to like seventy five, then shut it off and kind of let let it coast back down a no. little bit? No, no, I would just keep it around. If you can get around sixty eight, you're fine. Okay. All right, brother. Just don't let it get Thanks too hot or I too really cold. Love you guys, this show, you guys are the shit. Thanks, Thanks man. man. Appreciate. It. Thanks for the phone call right. too. See ya. Cheers. All right, so there you go. Uh, Always happy to help. 888-401-BEER is our phone number if you have questions, too. We're going to move on now to uh, another beer sampling. And uh, not sure which one Danielle is going to pour. And then, of course, our Jim Cook interview is coming up. So just hang in there a little bit. And we're going to do a couple more tastings here. And uh, then we're going to play you uh, Jim Cook from uh, Boston Beer Company, uh, otherwise known as Samuel Adams. Which one are we about to taste now? I think now we go with the Keller beer, right? Because that's what the you Keller wanted to start beer. off with okay. before we move into the really big ones. All right. So this one, what we're doing is... Uh, now, we don't have an exact match of it. Um, we don't have anything comparable. Uh, they didn't even sell anything at the BevMo that's comparable. So we're just drinking this for the hell of it? We're just drinking this for the hell of it. Fantastic. For the that's uh, hell of it. You know, <laughs> fresh German beer off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one, what's our... We have one more tasting, right? Two. <coughs> Two more tastings. Yes. Right. Which is going to be well, a Dunkel go. beer uh-huh. and then a Doppelbock. Okay. Fair enough. Need some antibiotics. Need some beer. Just more vitamins in your beer. I can't give you any, but I could sell you some. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny is that if anybody else said that, it'd be illegal, but Doc's actually, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually true. I'm going to cough here for a second. Talk amongst yourselves. So I've never had this before. I don't know what it tastes like at all. 
It's very, uh, very so sweet, nice sweet and light. Sweet fruit, a little fruity. It's delicate. supposed to be low in carbonation. <laughs> delicate and fruity like Scott. Yeah, I was thinking you, but okay. <laughs> it's an unfiltered lager? Yeah. Yes. It sounds uh, oxymoron to me. It's like uh, they compare it to a pilsner, actually, like an unfiltered pilsner. Okay. Unfiltered pilsner. Well, it's a, it's a little cloudy, but... Uh, you know, hey, what well, are you look at do? my glass. Mine is really cloudy. But you're right, Jay. It's like uh, you know, loggers is cold storage. Cloudy. So you, you you store it for a long time. Everything's going to drop out eventually. What do they do? Add cloudiness to it. Shake it up. They say they have a lot of yeast in there. I don't like it at all. I wonder if it's oh, bottle conditioned. Tastes like homebrew. Is <laughs> <laughs> that why we don't like? Chad's it? drinking dishwater over Wait there. Wait a minute. We got a problem. If that's interpretation <laughs> homebrew. Mike McDowell, what do you, have you ever had well, this kind of beer before? No, I, what style? Uh, well, it's is just it supposed to be. I mean, it just says it's supposed to be a pills. Lager. It's supposed uh, to be German a German pilsner, but yes. not filtered. So they 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 want to leave the yeast in suspension. Well, it's definitely it. got the, that thicker mouth yeah, feel. It's got a great body, right? No doubt. It's, it's a thicker mouth, almost slick uh, on your tongue. Right. It's a little bit. Uh, it tastes a little wordy to me. No, it's not grainy enough. It doesn't taste like a like a German pilsner where you can taste the pilsner malt. It tastes more like a Kolsch to me. It's lemony almost. Mm-hmm. It's so fruity, yeah. Fruity, yeah. yeah. It's very fruity. It's like vagina. I don't like, think it's a lot of wheat malt. Fruity like vagina. It's not bad, but you know, I, w- like I wouldn't like order another one. No. <laughs> I see. That's never a good. Si- that's never a good sign for a beer. No, I like it's interesting. it. Interesting. Uh, I don't want any more. I'd have a. I'd have a pint. It's not that bad. Um, have they been brewing this since fourteen seventeen? Yes. <coughs> Man, some people haven't even been alive that long. <laughs> that's a really long time to have been brewing beer. I hope we got a fresh one. It's just. It's, it's <laughs> well, that you never know. Maybe it's it like wasn't the first a, batch. Maybe it wasn't the shelf for a long time. It's not that popular. Really, really slick on your tongue, and it, it, it makes well, me feel actually, like I don't want any more. Uh, there's a date on the back. Actually, I got <laughs> yeah, this one directly. Drum roll. Well, it's like I'm assuming it's a Best Buy date. Let Fif- me see. Unless 15, they made 17? it in the future and then and then sent it to us in the in the past. Which it says eight twenty four oh seven. Is the date is the uh, the best buy? I date. got this directly from the source because my friend, uh, my very good friend, she works with Huckupshore, yeah. and she got it me, uh, for me right from the plant, basically in Munich. Oh, so it's as fresh as as fresh can be. Yeah. So if it's you guys don't like it, it's not the freshness yeah, maybe factor. That's maybe wow. it needs to sit a little longer. Oh, it's a nice bottle, though. Isn't I don't know it? that much about it. Most of the beers I drink, it's a nice bottle. Really, it's got to have some vitamins. Can we move on to the next one? Yeah, I don't like it too much either. So we're n- I'm not into the Keller beers. Uh, I feel like you know I'm not happen. now either. <laughs> Jamil's going to come in here and tell us that this is one of like the finest examples of a quality beer, and then we're all going to feel like monkeys. Yeah. We're going to feel like primitive beings who haven't understood good beer yet, or something. He's going to go. He's going to drink. He's going. Eh. Stupid. Man. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> yeah. How could you not like this beer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a great beer. I'm going on the floor. I mean, I'm going to finish it. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, uh, it's not going to happen. That made me not want to have any more beer. <laughs> See, that is the worst side that's, of a beer. That's kryptonite for Scott right yeah. there, this Keller beer. I don't want any more beer now. Now that you said that, I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. I'm such a follower. I mean, it's, it's not bad, but. Who's going to drink the dump bucket at the end, though? Ooh, the Rambo. Okay, you can have it. Get uh, the Rambo. Yes. All right, let's move on to our next example. It's the König Ludwig, the royal beer now. Aha. The Dunkelbier. From the old uh, 
You know, sissy king. It's almost as dark as the Schwartz beer. It sounds as the princess beer. Hello, I'm brew some beer now for you. For this beer, the brewery only uses Bavarian ingredients, and only the noble hops from Hallertau are being used for this beer. Yeah, and this is my best beer, and I, I was hoping that you would all like it very much. Thank you. I put a little bit of me inside every batch. <laughs> I don't need to know that. <laughs> Ooh, no, it's, it's this dark. This one smells great. Much more yeah, it's, uh, ambery than the, than the. It's dark, closer to the Schwartz beer, but not as dark as. No, that. not at all. It's. Uh, I would say it's the no. color of like an American brown. Yeah, it looks like Mike's brown actually. Yeah, yeah American brown or a dark American amber maybe. Okay. Oh, it really smells good. I like the aroma on this one. I get a little uh, sulfur. Yeah. JP, are you doing yeah. the pee pee dance? Uh, no, I'm just doing the uh, um, um, irritated. Not irritated, but uh, uh, don't. He's worry. got a rash. Leave him alone. Yeah, he's got. <laughs> just doing the out. I forgot my preparation yeah. H dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely sulfur. Yeah. Huh. Totally. And a little really? roasty in the nose. Yeah. I think it smells great. Yeah. Especially. I mean, it's not, it's not bad. Sometimes sulfur You're smelling sulfur, sulfur, sulfur not oh, tasting not sulfur. Smell. It's sulfur. It's yeah. definitely the smell. Yeah. I'm tasting it. That's, you know, the, uh, the, the aluminum I'm always talking about when I sometimes try German lagers. Aluminum? Yeah. Aluminum even. Yeah. Oh, or even aluminum. Ooh, that tastes aluminum. funky. Yeah, I get that too. I get that aluminum uh, flavor too. And by the way, on the flavor wheel, we that's talked called about metallic. It actually spreads them into two. Uh, there's a taste part of the wheel and an odor part of the wheel, and the and and you'll get to know uh, kind of what we're talking about too. Uh, when Doc's talking about sulfur, it's obviously on the odor part of the wheel, and that's where it's coming from. Um, Can I say this is probably the worst beer I've ever had? Yeah, it's no, it's gross. It's, you mean the Heller? The the other oh, one? This one right the, here. The Keller beer was better than oh, this one. Oh, y- uh, yeah. Really? Well, yeah, I'd have that in my cereal. This is. Uh, uh, it's, it, I don't know what it is, but I it just weighs heavy on my tongue, and I just want to shave my tongue well, off. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. It's like uh, it substitutes a meal. That's why it's so heavy. But it's a, no, but it's um, not like a malt. It's not like a nice. Thing. It's not like a nice heavy flavor. No, the you know diacetyl I mean? has, has the same kind of thing. It, it kind of satiates you. Yeah. It, it makes you feel like I'm full. Yeah. And I, and I don't want any more. My tongue. Is and you're done. getting diacetyl on this one. Uh, a little bit and a little bit of salt. Big sulfur. Off of it, which can come with lager beers, is the diacetyl that you're tasting. I just want to help people, uh, you know, pinpoint real, this too. It's more of a is it a butterscotch or no, something else? You, you, it's not. A, it's almost not even the perceptible as a taste. Is barely. So you just know because you know. because yeah, I know. I'm real susceptible well, that to help anybody to the uh, the buttery kind of thing, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. mostly on my tongue when I feel it. Okay, it's like a like a yeah, it's feel. a coating kind of thing. Okay, and, right. it, and I'm with JP. It's like mm, you know. This makes me not want to have beer. <laughs> this makes me not want to have another one. McDowell, what do you think about this one? <laughs> well, no, it's not the worst beer I ever had. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not going with that one. I, I <laughs> but I don't know. I am in somewhat disagreement with uh, with JP here. Okay. Uh, yeah, I taste the sulfur, the sulfur. All right. And I and I can't detect the diacetyl, but uh, you know, it's not uh, to me. It's like uh, a lot of European beers to me just have a different flavor, and that's kind of what I'm getting here. It's it's just different, drinkable. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't order a second pint. I would go to someplace else on the menu, but yeah, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be able to get this down. Oh, that, that brings up a really yeah. good point. I finish a half liter. That, that brings up a really good point, too. Is, uh, we're used to drinking beer, and then we get something that we haven't usually had. You can't get this here. It's just, it's, like you said, it's a, a different European kind of taste. Yeah. We're so used to, in California, drinking Napa wines and California wines and the, some of the best wines in the world. Uh, and then I got introduced to French wines. It's a whole different thing. 
Okay. I would say... Yeah, it's a slap in the face. That's right. Very, very different. It's a very different, and it's, it's a, a French slap. In the and face. it'll beat your palate it, until you get used to it. You get used to it. Well, you got to open your mind up. It's going to be. It's just because it's red, and it's not going to be the same. So JP just got punched in the palate. Is yeah. really what well, happened. I don't know. I, 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 after drinking it, I, I kind of have an urge to go to a disco and take one off the chin. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Just, just as a uh, to, to go a little bit towards JP's direction, this would be Careful. a good beer for like the cost plus variety pack or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Nobody, yeah. Would, nobody would be upset paying four bucks for a six pack. Okay. So it's an introduction yeah. to a style, but maybe not the best yeah, representative. Like, yeah. Okay. Represent. <clears throat> what do we got? One more to try. Well, we have to try the American example, uh, not the American example, but the one I bought here, which okay. is from a different German brewery. Let's do that quickly, and then we're going to take a break before we do our last sample, because I'm sure the people are having to pee again. And, and I'm, I'm they all think now German beer sucks. This is no, really no, uh, no, 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 malty, no. almost wordy, like you were kind of trying to say the other time, I think. Mm-hmm. It smells yeah. like cloying. I'm telling you, I got no problem with this beer. I think that it's a little metallic. I, I do get that, that Daniela was talking about, but I'm all right with the rest of it. I drink Well, the metallic one. is the only one that bothers me. Only thing th- I think the beer itself is really good. Yeah, I- I'll finish the bottle. But it's di- it definitely is different than the beer we usually drink here in California with all the hop flavor and all that being so overwhelming. You don't have that in German beers. Lagers don't, well, don't need, don't have the hops. Yeah. All right, so now we're pouring the uh, still a German beer, but one that we got off the shelves here. It's from Eyinger. Eyinger mm-hmm. is the is the is the brewer of this. It's a good little brewery, and it is there. This smells fantastic. Alt Altbarisch Dunkel. Altbayerisches Dunkel. Well, let me Thank tell you about the Dunkel beers. Uh, that's actually the beers that used to be uh, very popular in Munich before the light, the, before the blonde lager uh, conquered. The world, a conquered Munich. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, Bavarians to used you. to drink, which <laughs> is the world to me, exactly. Okay. Well, this one smells fantastic. It's nutty, mm-hmm. uh, grainy, malty. Dare I say, uh, biscuity? You may. JP's dying. In I don't. Water. I don't get the sulfur off of this one at all. Oh, that this smells nice too. It smells uh, re- real malty. And uh, the malty's probably you know if there's any oxidation in there, the malt. Smell is, is kind of masking that out, but I'm gonna keep my nose in there all night. Sweeter than the, uh, oh, the yeah. last one, a lot sweeter. It definitely it, it tastes. Uh, it 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 smells a lot sweeter than it tastes. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's a lot it's drier. A di- it's a the approach is different than. Uh, you you than smell it. You're, you're it expecting something like cloyingly sweet when That's you taste saying, it. Yeah. When you taste it, it's not. Not at all. And this is not. It's like kind of dry. beer. This is like an amber uh, colored beer. Yeah, that's Mike. <laughs> like half the show is just like microphone and desk sounds. Yeah, I'm just gonna go through the archive and and play those. You should for just an hour. Yes, yeah, it's our, it's our yeah. desk sound. It'll be the new thing for 2007 for all all the other ones. I fix that. You probably put that in a song. Yeah. All right. So overall impression I, of this one, you guys have tasted it now. I like it. It's good. Thank you. You're You're actually, it's <laughs> very dry, cause especially compared to. Or what you're smelling in there? Yeah, it. Uh, you're expecting it, a, a it's big, a little roasty too. Yeah, you're expecting almost a, a big, thick, nasty. I would uh, have thought, that's just not attenuated enough, it, but it is. Now, exactly. what about? It smells like it hasn't fermented all the way. What yeah. about these uh, import things that we found in the other one? You know, that it had it had it been sitting on the shelf, if it's stored warm, if it's been a while, are you getting any off flavors like that, or does no, it taste I'm, fresh I'm to you? Well, I, I wouldn't go with fresh okay. because even the, the taste is almost too dry. Mm-hmm. It's. Um, 
It just kind of puckers your mouth. There's some tannins in here. Okay. And that can be a sign of aging, too. Okay. And if you you roll it past your tongue, back, you're going to get just kind of dries out your tongue. It's really kind of puckering. Yeah. It's a little raisiny in the nose, but yeah. nothing like... It's, but uh, as far as like what we're tasting before, smelling before, like uh, the maltiness and the roastiness of this... This word just uh, kind of masks that, too. Okay. It's a big beer. Mr. McDowell, your thoughts on this one? Well, I like the beer. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's pretty, it's pretty small for the uh, style. Okay. Uh, so you're not getting any alcohol? Well, I'm just saying it could be as well like a Vienna lager or something like that, or okay. even a, a heavy Meritzen. I'd agree with that. I definitely, I could put it in the Vienna lager. Uh, that's a good description, actually. I'd put it's it got it a nice there. beat. I can oh. dance to it. <laughs> Doc will be finishing that one for us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so overall, we were not really noticing the effects of this one being an no, import. No, not really on this it one. It stands up pretty well. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think we expected to find that. It really kind of goes to show uh, sometimes you're going to go pick up an import off the shelf, and maybe they just got it. Well, I mean, maybe it's not yep. been sitting in the warehouse. Certain things, too, have to, uh, the, the more um, melanoidins in there, uh-huh. the more they resist oxidation. Okay. So these darker, roastier beers yeah. actually will, will actually be able to uh, hold up to that a lot longer. A little more longevity yeah. just because mm-hmm. of that. Yep. Okay. What about the higher alcohol ones? Is is that kind of a thing that keeps them uh, their shelf life too? Or, or or is that just kind of a long distance that's aging a, That's a kind of a separate thing. We're talking okay. with uh, um, aging being oxidized. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the, the melanoidins help kind of hold that back. Okay. So it doesn't have so much to do with the... With the the alcohol in it so much. So is that to say that in general, if we pick up a dunkel, that we're, it's it's going to be more likely to have not been uh, it was not the same age the as a, a Hellas or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah gonna, and, and, and handled the same way. Yep. Yeah, it's going to hold up yeah. longer. Okay, lighter, like kind of saying earlier about the Schwartz, but the light, the more subtle notes of anything is, is that's going to go uh-huh. first. Okay, and that's what we noticed with the with that Schwartz beer uh, tasting right. the two is that. The slight things, the small things, just kind of went away with the first one. Yeah. All right. We've got one more to taste, and we're going to take a break first. Exactly. We have the Andexa Doppelbock, the Monastery Brewery. Ah, cool. And you guys just put a Doppelbock, so I thought that would be nice for you to taste one that comes directly from Germany. Well, then why don't we pour our Doppelbock at the break here and bring that in and let everybody taste that, and we'll taste it how the monks do it, and we'll see what's doing in all of those. Now, this Doppelbock dog, I've I've been reading about it, and they say it's uh, so good because it's being brewed with a triple decoction method. The Um, one we're going to taste. That one we're going to taste now. After the break. Well, after the break. <laughs> so that's the question for you. After the break, the I triple think that's, talk at, the, at this point now. in age, it's probably more of a selling point for them mm. okay. than anything else. I think it's cool though that ours is triple decocted also, and theirs is triple decocted, that's and we can see who's decock did better. Right. Tastes I mean, better. I, just, oh. I thought though, um, monks don't wear pants. <laughs> yeah, McDowell just said we're going to have a decock fight when we get <laughs> back. I love it. We are. I should have labeled the show that yeah, way. But, but monks don't brew with pants, right? No, they um, don't. And so we, unfortunately, did. Did oh, we? I'm disappointed. Yeah. Well, not we the beginning, anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, stay tuned for the uh, first official Brewing Network decock fight when we come back. <laughs> and uh, hang in there. Another tune from our uh, good L.A. band, Buckfast. And a word from Beer, Beer, and More Beer at the break. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Did you know that not only can you order from More Beer online at morebeer.com and receive free shipping on most orders over $59, but you can also shop in person at their two retail locations located in Concord and Riverside, California. In fact, the Concord facility has grown to over 15,000 square feet to fit all the new products, expanded showroom, and new knowledge center classroom. And now, in conjunction with the Brewing Network, More Beer is making it easier than ever to keep up on what's happening. Look for the all-new More Beer Monthly podcast at morebeer.com later in January. You'll learn about More Beer's history, sales and discounts on More Beer products, get to know team members, and hear coupon codes during the podcast to save you money. So go to morebeer.com or call 800-600-0033. That's 800-600-0033. And don't forget to check in later this month for the new More Beer Monthly podcast, a production of the Brewing Network.
The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. Kicking some ass while we're at it. It's the Brewing Network. We're about to have a decock fight here in the studio. Oh, yes. Doc and I's triple decoction doppelbach against the German triple decoction. And against one that I bought here. But there's still a German one. There's still a German one. On the shelf here. Well, let's try the German one first, right? We will. I just want to say that was Buckfast that you heard at the break there. The song song is Tear Us Apart. And uh, you can check out Buckfast. Just do a Google for them. But they're at myspace.com slash Buckfast. Good music. And coming up in in just a few minutes, our our interview with Jim Cook. And then we're going to hang out with you folks in the chat room. So if you're not in the chat room yet, go in there. And then you can taunt us. And, and tell JP he's a retard. Go there. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what do we got here? Are we going to taste uh, the German Doppelbach first that you delivered or, or Doc and I? I want the German first. Yeah, uh, ours is at, what, 32, 33 degrees. Oh, is it ice cold out there? It, 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 no, the, you can just feel the difference. It's, oh. it's, it's got to warm up. You're not going to taste any of the maltiness okay. out of it. So we're going to let that warm up, and we're going to try. And what's this uh, uh, brewery also, Daniela? It's uh, the Monastery Brewery, close to Andex, it's called. Monks and, uh, with no pants. The beer is called Doppelbock Dunkel. Okay. And now I've had uh, their Hellas. And, and Doc, I actually shared one of their helices with you uh, one night when you were here helping us build a cabinet or something. I pulled out a couple oh, of helices. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, the first one I gave you was from this monastery also, and really, uh, it was a great helis. Yeah, it, I remember that one. Very that clean, very, uh, just very German. It was, there was nothing wrong with it. It was pure German helis. So uh, this will be the first non-helis I've had from that brewery. And everyone now has one in their hand. Uh, what, what's your first impression uh, getting your aroma in there, Doc? I'm not. I'm not getting a lot of, lot of nose out of it. Really, I get a lot of nose. No, not like the last one. Um, you know what I'm pleased about already? I'm going to tell you right now that the little nose I am getting out of it smells similar to ours too. Which I thought was, I was hoping it wasn't a weird flavor. So confused, <laughs> I just, I just smelled the microphone. I'm so confused right now. Um, it, it smells a little alcohol, kind of a little alcoholy in the, in the yeah. nose. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that, that's the sweet smell you're gonna get off of that one. Like alcohol, flowers. Alcohol is a, has alcohol a, a, flower. a weird kind of sweetness and a weird kind of sweet taste too. Well, this beer has seven percent alcohol, which is as high as it gets actually for German beers, I think. Even a doppelbock. What? Yeah, Germans are really moderate, even for a doppelbock. Mine start at nine percent. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love you, Mick. Well, you Americans have the hammer in the alcohol. We don't. Well, my do half that. of Weizen started about six percent. Somebody's signature on our forum. Yeah, when you sign up with a name, you can put it like a like a quote or something every time you, yeah. you do a post. His signature is like, "Why brew anything under eight <laughs> percent?" It's like, "Why bother?" It's not efficient <laughs> use of space. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. <laughs> Neither do I. You can water it down later. I'm looking on the flavor wheel for that. Uh, for what? That uh, ar- <laughs> you know, uh, sort of alcoholic aroma that you guys are talking about. Uh, go for go. It's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, what I'm looking for. But that's for. taste more. So, because what this, what's cool about this flavor wheel is it'll give you sort of the descriptions, and then it'll tell you what it is. So I'm looking for the well, sweet okay. thing and how it compares. Alcohol's, alcohol's going to taste. It's how I find things in the supermarket. Okay. If I can't find where it is, what would what would it be like that would be next to it? 
So then I think, well, that's over there, and I know where that is, and that's why I find things. You lost so, me. Well, it's how how do you find things? Look for the like stuff, and it's going to be on this flavor wheel in the same I see. area. I see. Um, alcohol is going to taste estery, fruity, solvent-like, and hey, damn, there's alcohol. Okay, okay, I gotcha. So w- would that be the part of the wheel that's uh, aromatic, fragrant, fruit, right. floral? Right. Okay. Yeah. And it, and it, if you get too much alcohol or high alcohols, it's going to taste like solvent or yep. solventy, and that's why it, it is a kind of a fine line in between that too. Okay, yeah. it and does have a very distinct floral. Mm-hmm. Thing going on so right it's now in this it's all kind of that you get that tasting and then kind of look for mm, it's kind of floral but kind of alcoholy and and, and then you'll find it in there and then you go to the wheel and that's weekendbrewer.com slash beer flavor wheel dot htm uh, it's been around since late seventies it's Dr Morton Milegard who actually invented the thing and people have been using it ever since so if you don't know what the hell we're talking about we're talking about the the flavor wheel. And you're right, Doc. Now that I'm looking at the wheel too, and and trying to pick out the actual flavors, you can. You, it's like a pie chart is is how the yep. wheel works, and and you find on the pie uh, what it is you're perceiving, and then it'll tell you. It'll help you figure out uh, exactly what that might. And that's be. kind of right at the pie chart where the odor and the f- taste kind of kind of overlap. Yeah, right where they meet there. Yeah, that's right. Okay, what else? You, did you taste it yet? I did, and it tastes awesome. <laughs> it's just plain awesome. <laughs> Let me see. Awesome. I'm looking for awesome on the flavor wheel. Well, that's in the German uh, category. Oh. Look for German. It's right by Vigorosli. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> and aluminum. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're right. It is aluminum. In That's what we scientists say, JP. We. Sorry, I didn't notice you without your, your lab we, coat on. First it was we in the business world, and now <laughs> yeah. it's we in the science world. <laughs> yeah. We say that. Oh, uh, you uneducated tool. Edu- educated? Yeah. Un. Etiquette. Or this or whatever the preposition is. You don't have any etiquette either. Diseducated. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Daniela's description is awesome. Uh, Bictol, what would your description be? <laughs> <laughs> and don't say tubular, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it, to me, it tastes, uh, it's not a very, very, uh, it's on the low end of Doppelbach. It might be a little bit towards the high end, but still within, I think, traditional Bach. Okay. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think the mouth feels a little less than what I'm, what I'm looking for. Right. Is it? it? It's almost a little on the watery side. So it's thin. Thinner than it should be. It's not a thin beer by any means, but uh, it's, we're thinking Doppelbach. Yeah. Uh, it's not chewy enough. I love that Doc's telling the monks they fucked up their Doppelbach. Yeah. <laughs> we have only been doing this for 400 years, Dr. Well, Scott. Dudes, get on the train then, man, because we're doing it right over yeah. here. <laughs> Come and drink some of this stuff. Nice. And on the train. Okay, so you're thinking it's a little thin. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say it's thin, but I will say, and, 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 and maybe in some ways I'm agreeing with you, it does taste, re- it's hot, and there is yeah. a lot of alcohol in there, and I guess I would prefer a little more malt to help that out. Exactly, and I think if it had more body to it, which would have been more maltiness, yeah. it would probably work that out so it would yeah, so it masks the alcohol. Yeah. That is so interesting because to me this is a classic example of a buck, of a double buck even. And you guys um, you are disappointed that it's not it's not enough for a double buck for you guys. I don't See? think it's disappointed, right? Are you guys disappointed? No. Oh no, it's a good mm. beer. And no, I was just trying to describe it. But you it. say it's too low for being a double buck. So yeah. I'm no, just no, saying right. it's no, interesting on the, how on the low end of it. And I, we're not disappointed by any means. Is we're just trying to describe it. Yeah. And if you're going to you know pull up a, a Salvatore or 
uh, Optimator or something. Mm-hmm. This ain't it. Yeah. Mm. Although I still really like that we've got the nuts to sit here and say that the monks <laughs> didn't do it right. We're like, hey, it's yeah. not an American doppelbock douchebag. No. Well, but don't you worry. They've not, only no, been it's, brewing it's, this recipe since 1455. It's not so what the Americans good. expect the doppelbock to be. And yeah. that's what that's what I'm trying to say. It's interesting to me, too, that you guys have an idea of a style. Yeah. And you drink it and you do it and you think that's the style. But in Germany, we would have a totally different idea of that style. That you know, right. That's my only point. Well, sure. I, th- I think it's because we've only probably gotten the higher alcohol in the 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 chewier on the spectrum of the double box because this one, like yeah. we were saying earlier because that's probably what survives the trip better and, yeah. and you know most right. of what i know is yeah. doppelbach is from home brewers i mean i don't walk into bars and say oh, give me you know a 10 sure. ounce pour of that doppelbach that's true and traditionally in bavaria doppelbach is the food that monks live of when they fast so th- that's why it's like really high to us it's really a full-bodied Good beer. Yeah. So I'm like a monk for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, because we're really str- afraid of starving. We we brew them 9%. <laughs> <laughs> we Good should do point. We should starve, but like we don't care. <laughs> you want to fast for a weekend? Well, I'm thinking we should do, yeah, we should do a weekend show yeah. at where, like, from, from Friday night. From, from, no, no, from, from lunch meet. Yeah, there you go. From yeah. lunch, we start at lunch meet, and until we finish the show, you know, Sunday night. Oh man, we don't do anything but doppelbach. But doppelbach. Oh, <laughs> and I don't mean we have to sit around getting drunk. Uh, I, but what I do mean, you're is hungry. I want something to eat. You have a I'll doppelbach. Have a doppelbach. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm down to do that, that. Let's do that. I think my insides are pissed at me right now for oh, yeah. agreeing to this, but I'm down. Yeah. My that's colon will hate it. That sounds like a nice uh, little experiment. It'll be a good experiment, right? Jackass experiment. Yeah, we're gonna sound like it'll sound like a hangover show uh, oh. by the time. Sunday oh no, rolls you got around. a hangover? You have some more doppelbach. <laughs> well, we have to do some chanting, of course. Too. <laughs> and so we will. right. Yeah. In fact, uh, we'll have to have yeah, like a you know quarterly chants. Oh, you know, we can make up some good chants. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I just want to wear a robe around you guys. We're just gonna we're here's we're gonna chant brewcast. Which oh. translates to, to lawsuit, by the way. <laughs> We're going to chant that for like six hours straight. All hail Brewcast. Lawsuit. You know what it does for me uh, on, on the on the palate? Yeah. On the it makes you sing when badly? I, when it makes me sing horribly. It's all the schmutz in my throat. Um, it, it starts on the side of my mouth, and then it kind of it feels like it goes to the center and falls apart at the tip of my tongue. Yeah, kind of what you were saying. Uh, I was kind of thinking of a way to describe the kind of small body, I guess. Yeah, you, would, you and, know, and the lower end, like you were saying. But it's like it, it kind of it starts big and then it kind of it no feels resi- like it's folding in on but itself. no residual yeah. sweetness. Again, it just so kind of it really it weakens the beer, though, in general, putting the lime in. Yeah, it. and that's why. I mean, normally, you know, you take it, you shoot it back hard, <laughs> yeah. and it comes into your mouth, mm-hmm. and you swallow, and it's still coating your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, I just yeah, thought I'd pull out a website. classic JP description because that one started the same way. Yeah, sure I, I, I could tell he was trying <laughs> to not do the same thing too. <laughs> uh, we got to keep things moving because I got to get to the gym interview. Let's right. go. We have so. the Optimator still here, the Doppelbock that oh, I bought off the shelf favorites. here in America. Okay, I use that for cooking quite a bit. I like Optimator. Optimator. I don't even know what. Optimator. Yeah. What does that uh, What does that translate to? The optimizer. What does that mean? Like the guy who makes That's things not the a best. Word. Yeah, exactly. The optimal. Yeah. It's the guy dude. who makes things the best. Gonna make your vo- you make your life optimal. Okay. The optimizer. Make your life optimal. <laughs> I hope I'm the optimizer of something someday. You know, I want to be like the optimizer Ooh. of. Of what? Vagina. Let me interrupt. <laughs> let me interrupt this real quick. We've here, been working so on it about Justin. twenty years. If you're not there yet, I'm not. 
Uh, here's a serious threat coming through in a chat room. Uh, one of our listeners is saying, I'm going to sue Justin for not making fun of lawsuits. <laughs> That's a serious threat. It is a serious threat. Actually, the truth is, everything I've said tonight should be interpreted as a lawsuit yeah. threat. I yeah. actually have my lawyers working on it because you yeah. said hi to me. I, I, I always I, I always speak in code, mm-hmm. and uh, you can always assume that what I'm saying equals I'm going to sue you. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we should talk to uh, Chad's parrot, Ralphie, right now and ask his parrot what he thinks. <laughs> I cannot count the times that I've been sued by Justin last year. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I is, that you, is that what you guys call it? Yeah. <laughs> well, she uses my name all the time. She says, Justin, do this. Justin, do that. And once I sued that's her, defamation. I said, that's my name, and yeah. you're using it, and I'm suing Unless you. Unless you pay for it, you cannot. No, you can no longer use that name. Yeah. I have a trademark on Justin. Yeah. He does. No. Timberlake and I have a deal. Not right. like, I Justin, oh, Justin. It. Yeah. Justin, oh, Justin. <laughs> and when I say, okay. uh, when I say uh, hey, how's it going, that's me just saying, don't fucking use my name. <laughs> Just don't do it. <laughs> or I'll sue you. Yeah. But All right, Optimator. Optimator is what we're drinking now, and this one is off the shelf here, um, so it, it may have suffered some of the transit yes, woes we've been talking about. This one has. It has? It's okay. not bad, but you can start to pick up uh, the cardboardy, yep. the papery. Yep. Cardboard, In fact, uh, um, extract. instantly raisin. the aroma is similar to the first beer that we tried uh, that we talked about having all those things. Yep. Um the, no, sh- the Schwarz beer? Yeah, the Schwanz beer. The Schwanz, the Schwanz Tucker beer. Schwarz. Sorry, Schwarz. <laughs> you know what a Schwanz is. Just want to have our, <laughs> just want to have our decock fight and get this over with. With the Schwanz beer? <laughs> I gotta get to Sam Adams here. Can't believe I'm keeping Jim Cook waiting. Even in recorded format. He's pissed. Even digitally, we don't care. This like is, um, the, uh, oh, I like the Andex better. Me too. I like the Andex much better. B- uh, and I'll tell you what, Doc, with the exception of the body, because ours has a thicker body like the Optimator, I think ours is more similar in taste to the Andex than it is this Optimator. Optimator. Op- Daniela said Optimator. 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 Oh, opti- neither one of us is yeah. right. <laughs> when did it become a French beer? I don't understand. <laughs> well, what do you think? Am I wrong in that, that ours is more similar to the other one? Would you say no? I haven't really had ours. Oh. At all? Not really, no. Oh, I guess you don't know yet then. No. Which makes me right yes. by default. Yes. Yeah, there you go. It's just like the only time I get to be right. It, it tastes, this one tastes very perfumey. You yep. can't you can. sue me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not what you said? No. Sorry. But I will. It's, it's it does have a, a bit of a, uh, a perfume. Well, that's no, not like floral. We, it's well, it's kind of resiny. Floral, but yeah, kinda, yeah. Kind of resiny. resiny right, right, right. Is that guy in the chat room really going to sue me? I think so. Nervous. Cool. Nervous about that. He threatened the lawsuit already. You'll lose Literally your pants. Literally threatened it. wonder what he's going to get from that. Your pants. The chat room. Yeah. I don't even have pants anymore. I, don't, I got rid of those. Give him a t-shirt. They're probably going to take me away from you. <laughs> it's like the only thing of value that I have. <laughs> well, you got the dog. Hey, you got the bub timer. No, I Come got on. those sweet uh, igloo mash tun and yeah, hot liquor do. tank. I, I, in fact, and I'm being serious, those are, those are some value. And I don't mean like high dollar So you're, you're going to hold a shotgun at the door if they take those, but Danielle's okay <laughs> to go? Here, take the pretty girl. Much. <laughs> Leave the mash tun. Yeah, you pretty much got that right, Doug. <laughs> take, yeah. take her, don't take the mash tun. Ozzy got those for me, too, Ozzy and his lady. Yeah. He figured you needed that. They have sentimental value. Because shortly after I got those, I duct taped him to a window. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks, Oz. Uh, Mac McDole, uh, uh, your impressions of this beer? 
Well, I'm still looking for a nine percent beer, you know. Yeah, you're still waiting for yeah, a strong one. Nothing about that nine. He's not in his comfort. You wait yet. till you have ours. I yeah. think in Mike McDowell's mind, uh, Doc and I are going to win the decock off. Oh, decock fight. I knew you were mad enough. All right, let's go right into ours then, and let's try that because I got to get to this interview. I still think it's a little cold, but and then by the way, we got a lot of homebrew to taste at the end. It's going to be a late night. I'm going to sue you guys for a lack of appreciation for German beers. That's for sure. And I'm, I know I'm going to win this lawsuit. I think you will. This isn't about saying, mm-mm, good, It doesn't thanks, matter. I'm going to sue you. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Nothing else matters. <laughs> I have a limited liability corporation. You can't get it. You know, at 7%, we're drinking pale ales. So we need something like to get our attention, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try Docs and Justin's brew here. I think our listeners are going to sue us for boredom. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, that would have happened a long time ago, I think. Well, your beer has a nice nose. It's, Ours is the best so far. Very balanced, perfumey, but uh, not overly so. It is. And I'll tell you what, I didn't think so until I had the other two, but right now, I'm liking mine better. Good. I like the Andex the best. It's certainly cold and refreshing. It's yeah, very hot. It's cold and refreshing. It's kind of hot on but the tongue, it's, alcohol. Yeah. It is. But nice malt. I like the malt a lot. It's very, very, it's All right, I like the beer, but don't be nice to me. What? Give me everything you think. I just about said this it's beer. a little hot, a little high alcohol. And that's all you have tongue. to say about it. Yeah. Okay. Do, oh my God, is it eight percent? What do you? What, I don't what, know. It's well. Let's see. It started about ten eighty-five and got down to ten twenty. Wow, that's a pretty good drop. It, it's a big. It's a big thing. Yeah, eight, We're not dicking eight around, Mitchell. Nine percent, percent, something like that. So you it's got good. You. I like it. I like the. Uh, yeah. the the little sweetness is there, which is to me appropriate. It's great. So, uh, what you know of a Doppelbach, and this one's obviously fresh, no uh, transit problems here. Uh, you would you put this in a Doppelbach category? Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's and it uh, and it stands up on its own as a Doppelbach, or uh, I don't think it's nine or, nine or ten percent. That's the problem. That's where I like to. You like them right up there. Then I ice bock it and make it a fourteen. But we have one. Ooh. We have. Nope. Yeah, Doc Icebox uh, yeah, yeah, keg, I, right? I iced one of these kegs. So, nice. yeah, we have an icebox for this. Oh, you two think alike. Have you brewed a Doppelbach, McDowell? Yeah, I just took one out of the fermenter yesterday. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, your first time doing one or no? No, I make, I make one for the last four years. You I have? Okay. Keep trying. Yeah, yeah. All right. He's won best to show a couple of times yeah, for his icebox. The so. icebox. Ah, okay. Yeah. And uh, what's uh, real quick, What's how do you make an icebox out of this? You basically make a bock or Doppelbach and then you, you freeze it. Okay. And then you rack off the liquid because only the water freezes and the water has no alcohol in it and then you take everything else so it concentrates the flavors concentrates the alcohol okay. uh, the best way I've found to do it is just put your corny into a freezer with a small corny or whatever and then the ice floats Our to large the top freezer. yeah the flight the ice floats to the top okay and then would you take it out of the beer out part of that keg yep and all the liquid comes out into another keg just push it with co2 you push it with co2 and it just all drains back out of there into a smaller keg you're gonna get a lot uh, probably about half okay <laughs> and so uh, in in our case doc with the one that you did it with uh how strong will that ice box be being that it's the remainder it's the strong stuff that's left unfrozen that's probably a 12 percent is it okay yeah, you probably what lose a third of the water. That's gonna warm us well, right up. Prob- yeah. I probably lost more like half of it. Really, third to half. Yeah, it's a lot. Wow. When are we gonna have that? Oh, probably the anniversary show, special occasion. June? Yeah, <laughs> right before you drive somewhere. Yeah, June? Well, yeah, for the after party. See, that's why I keep beer from you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. So part of the whole idea was that I, I would 
brew all this Doppelbach. Yeah. And I would keep it. It wasn't because I'll, I'll keep it for you, Justin, because I'm a good guy. No. Yeah. It's that I'm going <laughs> to keep it away from you. Because to me, June's like an eternity. That's yeah. like light years well, that's away. Why I, that's why I gave you one keg. I carbonated one keg. Filter, I don't know if I filtered. I don't even filter this one. And I, I feel d- like I'm going to land on Neptune before I get to taste that beer if it's June. That's how far away I mean, that just, seems you know, to me. You're riding a motorcycle. You may never get to taste it. So. <laughs> it's true. It is true. It's true? <laughs> it's but, all, hey, you know what? Then yeah, I get a whole damn keg of Doppelbach ice beer. Yeah. Uh, Pizza Port is a brewery down south, and one of the guys there for the Strong Ale Fest um, iced a, a keg of PBR. <laughs> really? Yeah. And how, was, how did <laughs> that taste? It said it, it didn't taste very good, but uh, the, brewer, like the, brewer's, the brewer's parents were all over it. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, an 8% PBR. Doc, are you pleased? Uh, what I what I do want to know, you've brewed a Doppelbach before. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this your first triple decoction Doppelbach? Yes. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Are you pleased with the results? Or uh-huh. I want to let it age a couple more months. Though. Okay. It, totally. Uh, is there anything uh, you would have this had tastes, a... This tastes totally different. I actually tasted it like right out of the fermenter yeah. and when I, when I racked it, and it's, it's totally different. It's different than a week ago. I'll tell you that. It Definitely. I'd like someone to do a... A study that shows kind of a scale of how things age, because I wonder if the scale changes. Well, Do you this, see what I mean? Well, this is it a varies, big beer. We're, we're trying to get the alcohol to meld in. Yeah. We're trying to get uh, any of the hops to mellow out, uh, and not not at the same time have anything that's going to stale it. Yeah. At the other end. So yeah. You you want you want all that to happen before your malt kind of falls apart. Yeah. And that's the trick about you know about aging it. So you have to test it all the time. Yeah. Drink a little bit in a couple of weeks, and I can do that. Determine and when it's can, good to you go. You kind of think about that when you're building the beer to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. Well, not I didn't, but you did. No, which is good. No, but you stirred it. I did stir it. Hey, all I right. did the. I did a lot of the decoction myself. Yes, you did. Sure. Yeah. So let's not. Uh, well, you're a good decoction. And you know what? He didn't bitch about it at all. I knew his arms were about to fall off. Yeah. And he didn't bitch one. Well, I, bit. I got to see. I, was I, I, ask I, for more beer. I wonder. Sorry. No, please go ahead. You didn't hear him once he was at home crying <laughs> about his little hands. Oh my god, I have calluses. <laughs> <laughs> my little All right, so you're the decoction fight winner. We give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, listen, we got to get to this interview because look, by the time we come back, we got to taste all those other beers. It's yeah. going to be eight o'clock, and uh, we're going to be hammered and uh, the rest of the damn. This so is true. Here's I remember uh, this show. <laughs> here's what. Yeah, that's right. Here's what you're about to listen to, and, and I want to give a special thanks because Jim Cook is, is a busy guy, and he was a he was great to us, and I hope you enjoyed the interview. I'm going to make the interview available for download on its own, too. It's uh, sort of outside of, of this episode, because I really want you all to be able to hear it uh, at your own leisure. But I want you to listen to it now, because uh, uh, the guy... At uh, no cost. Uh, at no cost, and he, and he spent a, a good amount of time with me. In fact, uh, as always, I... I lie to people and tell them it's only going to take a few minutes, and then I spend a couple hours with them. And I uh, got a good hour at a at a gym, and 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 I'm telling you, you'll hear in the interview how excited he is about beer, and it's it's good to know that somebody who has that much success uh, in this industry is still as giddy and geeky about beer as we are as homebrewers. He really is exactly the same. And I, that, to me, that was just a, was a really good thing to find out. So this is Jim Cook, an interview uh, that we did uh, just about a week ago uh, from uh, Sam Adams, uh, otherwise known as the Boston Beer Company. Us brewcasters are going to meet you in the chat room. Give us just a few minutes to have a leak and fill up, and then we'll be in there hang out with you. And when we come back afterward, we'll do our uh, tastings of listener beers. And then we'll get out of here. All right. This is the Brewing Network. Jim Cook from Sam Adams. <laughs> 